Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon. Welcome into Sports Call here today. I am Brooks Childress, filling in for J.J. Jackson. He is wearing the T-shirt, as we like to say, handling company business, getting us ready. Uh, I believe when I hosted earlier this week, he was getting us ready for Braves baseball this weekend, still working on WAUD stuff, getting us ready for Braves baseball this weekend. I am joined in studio today, a two-man booth, by Luke Fleury. He's joining me on the show today. Luke, me and you, first time me and you have been on the show together. Yes, it is. We've got a great show lined up for you this afternoon. We'll get to our birthdays and sports coming up a little bit later. Player of the Week also. We'll go over to the Player of the Week again. And again, our nightly TV guy before we get out of here later on in the show. And of course, we're going to be talking a lot of basketball today as the madness is upon us. March Madness, I guess, officially, unofficially tipped off like two days ago with the first four. But the, the full slate of games started today. And uh, when I tell you that we have... Uh, been doing a lot of show research today in the office. We've been doing a lot of show research today in the office. There are uh, multiple screens up following all the action, and so we are bringing you all of uh, our takes from the games so far today and what else is to come, and especially tomorrow the Auburn Tigers take to the court against the Jacksonville State Gamecocks at 11.40 a.m. Eastern or Central Time. We'll be talking about that game coming up here on the show. I am Brooks Childress. Like I said, Luke Flurry joining me in studio. Luke, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm good today, Brooks. You know, there's a lot going on in the sports world currently. Mainly, of course, uh, March Madness, NCAA tournament, filling out your brackets. But also, I've been looking a lot into NFL free agency. Oh, yeah. About Deshaun Watson, you know, might there's sources, rumors, maybe he might come to my Falcons. That would be really interesting. But also, there's some some MLB news, you know, big signing last night of Freddie Freeman to the Dodgers. So that's, that's interesting to look at. But um, mostly, yeah, the basketball tournament, um, it's just it's just different. The intensity in these games, it just proves why March Madness is a must-watch thing. Especially last night, um, Rutgers-Notre Dame, that was a great game. And that was just a playing game. So Rutgers, I mean, they played their heart out just to lose and fall short to not even get in the tournament. So, um, yeah, besides that, just watching a lot of sports, staying on Twitter, seeing what's going to happen next. Yeah, it was a last night, like I said, a couple nights ago, with the, we, we got the first four started on Tuesday night. Uh, I don't think I've been on since the first four started. Uh, so a couple great games the first night. Uh, Indiana-Wyoming, I believe, is the most watched first four game of all time is what I saw. Or it's one of the, like, really, really up there. And then it, it's, I think it is the most, I think I saw this morning where it was the most watched first four game of all time. That Indiana-Wyoming game. And it was probably going to be, its time on the top was going to be very, very quickly supplanted by that uh, Rutgers-Notre Dame game that went to double overtimes last night. And, uh, yeah, the Irish hit the winning shot on St. Patrick's Day as it turned uh, turned past midnight Eastern time where Dayton is. Uh, 
which was where the first four games were played. Uh, so a little luck of the Irish there. So they get to take on the Alabama Crimson Tide out in San Diego tomorrow afternoon uh, in their first official first round of the tournament game. And so that should be a really, really fun game. The Irish have a lot of momentum going into that one. We'll see how Alabama can, uh, you know, respond after kind of, I mean, you know, an up-and-down season. We'll see which Alabama team trots out there. And then, of course, uh, we'll talk about the Auburn Tigers, as I said a moment ago. Getting ready for Jacksonville State tomorrow. Auburn is, I believe, a 15-and-a-half-point favorite was the last time I looked at it. And it's uh, it it's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be fun. The Auburn Tigers, a disappointing uh, end to their SEC tournament run, which was not really a run, more of a uh, just a stepped into the building and stepped right back out of the building. Got claimed our regular season trophy. Yep, got got <laughs> to grab that regular season trophy and then walked out of the building. But they did uh, have their first practice today. Bruce Pearl had some words to the media afterwards, so we'll go over some of those, of course, later on in the show. And of course. If you want to get your phone calls in, 334-887-3401 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how to get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We've had some really good games so far today. I don't think they've gone, well, I don't think they've. there's been an, a necessary a lot of uh, surprises because yeah. you look at that first game, uh, it was 11-seed Michigan beating a number 6-seed Colorado State, but... The 11 seed Michigan, I believe, in ESPN's brackets, was more picked yeah, to was, beat Colorado State in that game. They may have even been favored. In I Vegas. saw that um, Michigan was the uh, most picked double-digit seed to move on. So that's that's wild. So they uh, they came back though from a 36 to 29 deficit at the half and were able to win that game 75 to 63. So. I know there was there was quite a few people in the office. I don't know if you picked Colorado State or not, Luke. Uh, a lot of people here in the office picked Colorado State. I picked I picked them too. So it's uh, one game in, and a lot of brackets starting to get a, a lot of red marks on them already. In that second game of the day, number thirteen seeded San Diego State fell to number four seeded Providence, sixty six to fifty seven. I think South Dakota State. I think I said San Diego State. Yeah. South Dakota State. Uh, was that 13 seed. They were a popular upset pick as well coming into this tournament. They had 30 wins on the year. Uh, and Providence came in, and I'll tell you what, Providence looked good in the regular season. They kind of faltered right there at the very end and into that uh, Big East tournament a little bit. And I think that's what got a lot of people to start you know, saying, oh, maybe they could uh, get upset here in the first round of the tournament. And uh, they didn't. Uh, they proved that they were uh, the number four seed, and they move on, and I believe – uh, who are they going to face in the next round? Are they, they're well, they haven't determined their next. They're they're facing. They are in Auburn's side of the bracket. They are in the Midwest region, and they are going to play the winner of is it Wisconsin and Colgate? I think. Um. I wish I had. The it's I, Iowa Richmond. Ah, so it's still in the still on the Auburn side of things, uh, but Iowa Richmond winner later today they will right face now, yeah. uh, face the. Providence uh, Friars. Other game that just went final moments ago, number nine seed in Memphis, defeating Boise State 64-53. to That game, uh, I, I don't know. That's not really an upset, really. Yeah. I think it, it's kind of, that's one of those eight, nine games that could go either way. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of games, not a, not a lot of exciting finishes so far yet in the NCAA tournament, but I'm sure those are to come. Games are currently in action with a minute four to play in the game. Baylor all over number 16 seed in Norfolk State, 84 to 47. Uh, 15 minutes, 15 and a half minutes to play in the second half. Tennessee taking care of business over 14 seeded Longwoods. Tennessee's a popular uh, Final Four pick around the, uh, the bracket world, 64 to 32. And as you said, at the half, Richmond and Iowa. 
a very, very close game. Iowa's actually leading by yeah. a point, 29 to 28. Iowa's one of those teams that a lot of people said could make a run at that Final Four, at least make a run at the Elite Eight coming down the stretch, and they're trailing by one at the half, so a uh, game to watch there. Coming up here in about, oh, what is it, less, less than 10 minutes, another one, one, uh, another one seed getting underway. Gonzaga takes on the number 16 seeded Georgia State Panthers. That's a very, very popular pick for a lot of people to uh, have winning it all. 22.5-point favorite is Gonzaga. And then at the bottom of the hour is Marquette, North Carolina, another one of those 8-9 matchups going head-to-head this afternoon. Uh, North Carolina is a three and a half point favorite. So a lot of lot of big action. Lost, of course, a lot of other action to come tonight. Kentucky in action tonight as they take on St. Peter's. Arkansas also in action. That's another popular upset pick is Vermont over Arkansas, that 13 seed versus 4 seed. So a couple more SEC teams to come tonight. And then, of course, the Auburn Tigers, as I said, tip off things tomorrow morning at 1140 against the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. They had practice earlier today. Bruce Pearl and... Uh, company said practice went well. Everything seemed to be getting adjusted to Greenville uh, quite nicely after having some plane issues last night. I don't know if you saw that, Luke. I did they, uh, not. They took off from the airport, and they had to, their plane had to turn around because there were some mechanical issues, had to land back at Auburn, uh, the Auburn airport, and then take two of the uh, university jets up to Greenville, South Carolina. So a little bit later getting in last night, but they did make it safe and sound. Had a great practice this morning from every, all the reports that are uh, coming out, all the uh, Auburn beat up there in Greenville, South Carolina, taking in the tournament action. And they seem to be uh, getting ready for Jacksonville State. Should be a really, really fun game. 334-887-3401. Locally toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll get to your calls in just a moment. And also, as you said, a lot of news surrounding the Braves. We talked yesterday, uh, Eddie Rosario getting re-signed, Tyler Thornburg getting signed by the Braves. Last night, the official word came down that Freddie Freeman was no longer a Brave. We got the uh, Instagram message yesterday posted across uh, the uh, the socials from Freddie saying, you know, thank you for all the years in Atlanta. And then last night it was uh, finalized that official, yeah. he is a Dodger. So Freddie will be wearing the Dodger blue for quite a few years to come. And when I tell you that I've been listening to like sad country music breakup songs, like old school breakup songs, thinking about Freddie Freeman, that's what I've been doing for quite a, quite some time. Yeah, Freddie Freeman. Um, when I saw that last night, uh, I, I I knew Braves. I'm not I'm not really that much into Braves baseball as I'm much into other Atlanta sports. But when I saw, I knew that especially after bringing a World Series to the team, yeah. of him leaving to go to a team that you also just beat in the. Um, in the postseason, but then you look at how much money he is making there. You can see, like, yeah, you obviously don't want to leave where you've been since you're pretty much a teenager playing for the yeah. Braves. But yeah, going to Los Angeles, um, try to try to making that team just a, a lot better as they already are. Um, playing first base to um, stack that infield with Trey Turner and. Um, Corey Seager. I don't know if he's still there. I, I tell you what, that I, I was seeing, you know, people's reaction across Twitter last night. This, the Dodger lineup this year, and it's been scary the last few years. Yeah. Like it's been, it's yeah. been scary. But now there's a lot of people saying, I don't know if I've seen a better roster put together than this Dodger roster. And also, this if year. you look at it in the postseason last year, or not just posting, but the regular season, former MVP Cody Bellinger, you know, coming back wasn't playing up to his standards that much. He played a couple games in the uh, minor league. But then in the postseason, we saw vintage Cody Bellinger. 
And if he plays like that going into next regular season, I mean, that can be a scary lineup. Also, the Mookie Betts out there. Oh, I forgot about Mookie Betts. Yeah. Braves also making news earlier today, about an hour ago, announced that they had reached an agreement for a non-guaranteed contract worth $2.8 million for the 2022 season with right-handed pitcher Mike Soroka. Uh, Braves hope, uh, hopeful to get him back this year after experiencing uh, you know, some injury setbacks the last couple years. But looks like Mike Soroka will be back this year for the Braves, so that's a big bolster to the pitching staff uh, to have him back in the lineup. And, of course, Braves baseball starts this week weekend actually starts tomorrow spring training baseball action tomorrow they'll take on the minnesota twins if i'm not uh if i'm remembering the schedule correctly and then over the weekend on our sister station am 1230 wauD that's where jj is right now working on getting the braves stuff finalized for this weekend spring training action back this weekend on 1230 wauD they'll take on the rays on saturday and the phillies on sunday so some spring training action for you this weekend from the braves radio network over on am 1230 w AUD. As we go to our first break of the hour, I want to remind you, give us a call, 334-887-3401, toll free, one 9 tiger 9 The Auburn baseball team is also in action. Starting tonight at Plainsman Park, they open SEC play against the number one team in the country, the Ole Miss mm. Rebels. We'll talk about that as we go forward. More of your phone calls and birthdays in sports coming up next here on Tiger. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... My name is... Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9, the Sports Call or the Tiger Communications app, also our website, thetiger.fm, or the Sports Call podcast, however you're making us part of your day. Thank you so much for doing so. I'm Brooks Shoulders, joined in studio by Luke Fleury, two-man booth today on a March Madness Thursday. It feels like it should start on a Monday because that would be really good for alliteration, March Madness Monday. Yeah. But it's a Thursday and we are... Very excited that it's here. Lots of basketball action going on over the next few days. Game just went final. Another final score to give you. Baylor, number one seed in the, I believe it's the East. Uh, the, it's either the East or the South uh, bracket. Getting the win over the 16 seed in Norfolk State Spartans, 85-49. to 49. Baylor punches their ticket to the second round, not shocking uh, in the least. Also, some other scores happening around basketball right now with 11 minutes to play in the game. 73-41, to 41, Tennessee leads Longwood. And still, like I said, at the half, 29-28, Richmond leads number five-seeded Iowa. Uh, Georgia State and Gonzaga coming up here in just a few minutes. They've actually pushed that back to a 327 tip. So if you are uh, trying to get home to watch that number one-seeded Gonzaga 
They've pushed that back a little bit to 327 because of the Memphis and Boise State game out there in Portland. 334-887-3401 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We are rolling along on a Thursday edition of Sports Call, getting you set for Auburn basketball tomorrow. This is the last time we'll be on the air before Auburn basketball goes on the air tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. with the Auburn Sports Network coverage of the game. I want to remind you that during the tournament, the only place you can hear Andy Burcham, Sonny Smith, their call of the game is on the radio, the, the physical radio. You can There's no streaming. The, there's no Auburn sports stream of the games for the NCAA tournament. The only place you can hear them is on the physical radio, unless you want to listen to Westwood One. You can listen to the Westwood One neutral coverage. But if you want to hear Andy and Sonny's coverage, tune into our sister station, FM Talk 93.9 on your dial, and you'll be able to hear them starting at 11 a.m. tomorrow for the 1140 tip between Jacksonville State and the Auburn Tigers, the 15 seed versus 2 seed in the Midwest bracket. Before we go any further, before we dive into some of the phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line, it's time for one of our favorite spots, or our favorite segments. It's time for Birthdays in Sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports for March 17th, 2022. St. Patrick's Day. I didn't mention this earlier, but it's St. Patrick's Day. And if you are Irish and you didn't like me doing an Irish accent, I am also part Irish. I can get away with it. Should I do the rest of this segment with an Irish accent? I don't know. It's questionable. I don't know if I could keep it up. That's that's the problem. I could do a few. I could do a few words with it, but I don't know if I could go it's the entire good. time. Thank you. Birthdays on March seventeenth. Mia Hamm is turning fifty years old today. She's an American retired professional soccer player, hailed as a soccer icon. She played as a forward for the United States women's national soccer team from 1987 to 2004. Ham was the face of Women's United Soccer Association, the WUSA, the first professional women's soccer league in the United States, where she played for the Washington Freedom from 2001 to 2003. She played college soccer at the University of North Carolina, go Tar Heels, helped win four consecutive NCAA women's soccer championship titles for the Tar Heels. Mia Hamm is turning 50 years old today. She also scored a very iconic goal in the, the Women's World Cup right when the U.S. Women's National Team kind of like introduced themselves into like, we are here now. We are we are a, a powerhouse. Yeah, Mia Hamm, one of the best to ever do it for the Women's National Team. Happy birthday to her. Turning 41 today as a former ba- professional basketball player, currently working as a player development coach for the Brooklyn Knicks, Kyle Korver. 41 years old. Kyle Korver's 41 years old. Korver ranks among the most prolific three-point shooters in NBA history, ranking fifth all-time in three-point field goals made and tenth all-time in three-point field goal percentage. He was a two-time All-MVC All-Star while at Creighton. Go Blue Jays. They'll play later. uh, I think they play later today. The two-time MVC Player of the Year and a one-time NBA All-Star. Kyle Korver, 41 years old. He was such a great spot-up shooter. Kyle Korver... When he played for the Hawks during that 60-win um, team, 2014-2015. Oh, yeah. One of the – I'm a Hawks fan myself. One of the – just a great time to watch Hawks basketball. I mean, when he got traded to Cleveland, I was a devastated man, and I was only 12 years old. Kyle Korver, you were only 12 oh, – oh, that makes me feel old. I had jerseys on, I remember, and I was, I was like, hey, at least there's a better chance of him getting a ring here, and he did not get a ring, but – Man, that made me feel really old right there when you – Man, all right, Kyle Korver. There was I don't. 
I don't know how many Hawks. Have you been to a lot of Hawks games? Yeah. So I really, I know they always do the same. You know, the the play by not the play by play, the 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 stadium announcer. Kyle Korver for three. Yeah, he does yeah. that for every like so and so for three. He does it for everyone, but Kyle Korver for three just yeah. just sits in my mind every time I hear him say four three. I just think Kyle Korver. That, every time I think of Kyle Korver, I think of that clip of him scoring eleven points in like four shots in a minute. It's such, iconic. Such a good shooter. Another basketball birthday for you today. Turning 63 as a former professional basketball player, coach, and former professional baseball player who is currently an executive with the Utah Jazz, Danny Ainge, is turning 63 years old. He was a three-sport athlete in high school and chose to pursue baseball after three seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays. He switched back to basketball, playing for the Boston Celtics. Ainge played in the NBA for 14 seasons, playing for the Celtics, Trailblazers, Kings, and Suns. He was a two-time NBA champion and one-time NBA All-Star. He played against, uh, didn't he play against Michael Jordan? I think that's, that's he, he, have. he was in one of those Celtics teams with Larry Bird that played against Michael Jordan. Really, really good uh, executive. Lo- loves that's, to play the yeah. lo- loves to play the draft game. Like yeah. that is his that is his game. When I he goes makes he, a trade, he gets some draft picks. Yeah, when he was the executive for the Celtics, I remember they drafted really well because of him. And he he also was the one that hired um, Brad Stevens. Wasn't yeah, he? he's he's done pretty, pretty good. Sure Brad Stevens took his spot now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He did. He's done pretty good for himself. Yeah. Turning 31 today is a football player for the Atlanta Falcons, Cordero Patterson. He's turning 31 today. He's a versatile utility player. He plays running back, wide receiver, return specialist, and occasionally strap it up on defense. Patterson played college football at Tennessee. Go Vols. Was drafted by the Vikings in the first round of 2013 draft. He is a four-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, one-time Super Bowl champion. He was tied, or he has tied the NFL record for the longest touchdown with a 109-yard kick return. Has also tied the record for the most career kickoff return touchdowns with eight. Cordero Patterson turning 31 today. Also a Patriot. I don't know if you knew that. I'm a Patriot. Yeah. Fan. He was also a Patriot for a little bit of time. Yeah. But Cordero Patterson turning 31 years old today. One of the only few good hopes of watching the Falcons last year, really. <laughs> Seeing if he'll return one for a for a touchdown. Yeah. He he can if he can get in the open, you're not going to catch him. Yeah. And then finally, turning 36 today is a former MLB first baseman, Chris Davis. Davis attended Navarro Junior College and was selected by the Rangers in the fifth round of the 2006 MLB draft. He ascended quickly through the Rangers minor league system, getting named their minor league player of the year in 2007. 2013, his 53 home runs led all MLB players and set a new Orioles single season franchise record. Davis also had 138 RBIs was selected to the All-Star Game and so, and finished third in MVP voting. He was a one-time All-Star, one-time Silver Slugger, one-time AL RBI leader, and two-time MLB home run leader. Chris Davis turning 36. I, re- I remember he was... That 53 home run season was must-watch TV. Like, every time... I remember watching... Um, I think it was MLB... MLB Tonight, quote unquote, it was like Sunday afternoon, but they still called it MLB Tonight, and they do the whip around coverage where they would just flash in between games. When he was doing that season, every time he came up to bat, they'd flip over and say, "All right, we're going out to Baltimore." Chris Davis is up to bat, and you'd watch his whole at bat, and then they'd come back to the studio and send you to a, a game that was actually really interesting. But man, Chris Davis turning 36 years old, he got hurt, and then just never was the same player after that. So happy birthday! To Mia Hamm, Kyle Korver, Danny Ainge, Cordero Patterson, Chris Davis, and of course, 
it's your birthday on this March 17th. Happy birthday to you on this St. Patrick's Day. 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We'll get to the phone calls on the Auburn Bank phone line right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Sports Call returns in a moment. to join our conversation tweet us your thoughts on twitter at sports call au now back to more sports call with jj jackson and the guys It's just the guys on this Thursday afternoon. J.J. Jackson Handling Company Business. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Luke Fleury on a Sports Call March Madness edition. Today and tomorrow, I'm going to be dubbing these the March Madness edition as a Sports Call because we're talking a lot of basketball. And we want to hear what you want to say about Auburn basketball, about Alabama basketball. You want to talk about SEC basketball in general. Ben Howland, the Mississippi State basketball coach, no longer employed with Mississippi State. They agreed to part ways earlier today. So another opening in the SEC. Mike White still the only coach in the SEC to be hired, and he left Florida, went to Georgia. Everyone else still looking for a, everyone else that's looking for a coach still looking for a coach. Florida, Missouri, South Carolina, and now Mississippi State all looking for head coaches. And I guess technically LSU is going to be looking for a new head basketball coach, but that is a much different story than the rest of them. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four one locally toll free one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. It's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. As I said, myself, Brooks Childress, Luke Flurry, joining you on a beautiful Thursday afternoon. Kind of a dreary day yesterday, and then it has turned into a beautiful day today. It's a beautiful day just in time for Auburn baseball tonight as they take on the number one seed at Ole Miss. I hear they've got a pretty good uh, St. Patrick's Day giveaway tonight at the gate. So if you're one of the first, I believe, 500 fans at the baseball game tonight, you're going to get a nice little St. Patrick's Day gift if you... Uh, you know, get there early. So if you're on your way over there now, keep listening to us. If not, you better start heading over there now because you got some uh, some good giveaways for there. You can also listen to that game if you don't have tickets to that uh, big-time matchup. You can listen to that game over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. Without any further ado- uh, delay, though, let's head to the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-34. Locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. We go to the Auburn Bank phone line to start off our callers for today. And who's called in, Zeus? James from Montgomery. James is on the phone line. James, how are you doing today? How are you enjoying the March Madness? I'm enjoying it. Very, very happy of, um, of some of the things I actually picked. And some of them were right, so I'm just gonna see how how um, my bracket will actually go as 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 the tournament continues. Excellent. Which games have you gotten right so far today? <clears throat> well, I was um, just watching um, uh, Michigan and um, 
that game went good and uh Tennessee I'm uh, actually looking at the score right now and uh Tennessee is in the second quarter of the game it's 77 to 44 so I think Tennessee is going to win it and yeah. I'm going to see um how how things are going to look you know at the end of uh of the night or or at the end of the evening, shall I say. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good matchups today. A lot of good matchups coming up later on this evening in the NCAA tournament. Uh, See, so you, you know, all the brackets kind of had to be finalized coming into the, today. So do you have any big upsets picked in your brackets, uh, James? Um, I'm actually, uh, right now, I do have uh, Gonzaga actually beating Georgia, Georgia State. Okay. So I'm just trying to see if Gonzaga is going to win so they can, um, you know, go into tomorrow and see who they're playing. Yeah. tomorrow so i'm gonna just see see how on gonzaga actually is gonna play uh out but if they don't win it, it can be a big upset for gonzaga but i think at the end of the at the end of the march madness i have auburn cutting down the net okay i so have auburn winning the march madness as well so you've picked auburn to go all the way and win a win a national title in new orleans this year Yes, as well. And then on the women's side of the bracket, I have Don Staley and the South Carolina Lady Gamecocks actually winning uh, that game as well. Yeah, that that is a very popular pick. I think that Don Staley and the South Carolina team, uh, you know, they got upset the SEC tournament by Kentucky, but I'm sure they've got a they're very very focused heading down the stretch here as they enter tournament play coming up this weekend, and hopefully we get to see a. Uh, Johnny Harris and the Auburn women's basketball team back in the NCAA tournament very, very soon. Yes, because I mean, with with that, I would have to say, um, with with our with our head coach at at Auburn, I'll probably see her play. You know, like coach in another March Madness, probably in uh, 2023 uh, next season when it when it comes around again, and uh, seeing who they're actually going to recruit on the off season. You know, for you know, to to replace some of the some of the players that are going to be going into the WNBA draft uh, this year around. Yeah, hopefully we do get to see the Auburn women's basketball team playing in March Madness next year. Uh, I think it may be a little bit, you know, maybe a couple years before we see them in there, but you never know. They made some big strides this year, so hopefully they can get some good players in here this uh, this recruiting cycle, and they can start building that foundation uh, for a very very successful future under Johnny Harris there on the women's side of things. What else you got for us today, James? Yeah, because I know with uh, March Madness, I know a lot of Alabama fans, I know they're going to be upset with me. But, you know, Alabama is not going to win. Um, I don't know who they play. I think they play uh, Notre Dame. So yeah. I have Notre Dame favorite to win against Alabama. So that's going to be a, a huge upset for the Alabama Crimson Tide as well. Yeah, that would be a, a, an 11 seed upsetting a, a 6 seed, I believe, or a 5 seed somewhere around there. But, yeah, it's a uh, it's – it would be an upset, but I would think you watch, you, if you watch that Notre Dame-Rutgers game last night, I think Notre Dame's mm -hmm. got what it takes that they could beat Alabama, but it just depends on which Alabama team shows up. If it's the one that uh, kind of struggled against a Georgia or Missouri, uh, I think that Notre mm -hmm. Dame could get the best of them. But if it's the team that we saw earlier this year that went on, a, on the road into a neutral site and uh, beat Gonzaga or one of the team, uh, you know, beat Houston or beat uh, Baylor earlier this year, I think that it could be a different story there. So I, I think it just depends on which Alabama team shows up, but it should be a really, really fun game either way. Yeah, and then with Auburn playing against Jacksonville State, I think we might get we, – we, I might see Auburn uh, upset Jacksonville State, but I'm not quite sure on um, what Auburn uh, basketball players – like what what side of Auburn will I get? Will I get like the 
like the um, regular Auburn Tigers, like when we played during the regular season up to the up to the uh, postseason of the tournament, or will I get the uh, 2014 National uh, Championship Auburn Tigers as well? Yeah, I think that a lot of people are wondering which Auburn team they're going to get, and they're going to get one of the ones that we saw in Auburn Arena for most of the year uh, in, in the first part of the season that was just dominating everybody or a little falter on the road in the last part of the season. It's going to be a, it's going to be interesting. I think this Auburn team will be able to bounce back, getting a couple practices in Greenville uh, before the game. I think that will help them a lot. And then you're going up against a team that you're, you know, you're favored by 15.5 points right now uh, over Jacksonville State. So you should be able to come out and win this game and move on to that second round. What else you got for us today, James? Yeah, because I was looking at uh, some uh, MB, uh, some uh, Auburn news about Bruce Pearl, and actually they're trying to pay him as a Auburn football player. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I was just like reading that earlier today. Yeah, I don't know uh, what what that could be about. I don't know where where that came from. No, because I I was reading it through. I think it was like the ESPN uh, tournament uh, part of it, and I was reading it. To myself and when, once I saw the headline I was like um, that couldn't be right you know because I mean he's yeah. been there he's been there for what two two seasons actually he's been there for about eight seasons now yeah he, yeah you can yeah he's been there for about eight seasons but you know that that didn't seem that didn't seem right to me as well because I mean he's a basketball uh, coach for Auburn he's he doesn't need to be paid as a Auburn football coach. I mean, they should give that 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 type of title to Brian Harson. Oh, so you're saying you you read where he's paid more than the football coach now, correct? Yes. Yes, he is. He, after that extension he got a, a couple months ago, he is now paid more than Brian Harson. He is the highest paid coach on campus. Oh, okay, so I think that yeah, that's what it was because I I was just trying to figure out what it was and. Then it it came really clear to me because I think he is he's going to be the paid uh, the the highest paid coach in Auburn uh, men's basketball history as yeah. well. So I so I think if Auburn actually wins this tournament, I think it it'll be time for for him to actually you know with, with the uh, name, image, and likeness deal. I'll, I'll probably see him you know being you know if he coached for another eight years. Um, probably I will see his name being being um, put up in the Raptors in, in Neville Arena as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people are uh, are really, really high on getting something named after Bruce Pearl very, very soon. Yeah. I don't know how soon it's going to come. Uh, I think a mm-hmm. lot of people have made the, the push to get, you know, Bruce Pearl Court at Neville Arena or something like that or uh, get a, get something in that arena named after him. But we'll see what happens. Maybe the new, um, the new performance center that's going to be built that we've uh, – the board of trustees approved a few months ago will be the Bruce Pearl Performance Center or something like that, Pearl Performance Center, something around those those lines. But yeah, it's uh, it, it, he's he's definitely earned the money. He's definitely uh, you know you, you see the results of Spoken Ford on the on the court, off the court. Yeah. He's he's a beloved figure of the Auburn community, and he's not going where going anywhere anytime soon, if ever. I, I think this kind of gets you close to as close to a lifetime contract as you can get for a basketball coach. Whatever what else you got for us today, James? Well I know I'm gonna be watching the Auburn uh, men's baseball team that's gonna be uh played against 
uh, Ole Miss tonight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just see how Bruce uh, how Butch Thompson is actually gonna be doing, um, you know, at home in Auburn as well, and I'm going to be watching that, and I'm going to be rooting on the Auburn Tigers to actually have a big win against the old Miss Rebels as well. Yeah, big win tonight on the SEC Network. You can also listen to that game on the Auburn Sports Network to hear uh, the Auburn Sports Network call of the game. Uh, number one Ole Miss coming into town should be a really, really big one for this uh, this Auburn team. If you can grab, if you can, you know, if you can grab just one, I think that would be a really, really good, uh, a really solid weekend. What you'd like to do, of course, if you're at home, even though they're the number one team in the country and it's going to be a tough climb, you'd like to get two out of three because you're at home. That'd be really, really great if you could get two out of three from Ole Miss at home. That would be really, really something. Yes, as well. And then uh, after that game is over, I'm going to be watching my Dallas Stars actually playing tonight and um, seeing what they're really going to do before the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs will uh, actually begin sometime real soon. And I know we haven't been winning a lot of games on our schedule, so I'm just trying to see if we're going to win this one tonight and see um, where we're actually going to be standing for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs as well. Yeah, the Stars taking on the Montreal Canadiens tonight, a big road test up there north of the border. Uh, it should be the, the um, Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up here end of April, really. It, it doesn't get started uh, too soon. It's the end of April is when they get started. So still, still a long ways to go. The Stars can still work their way into a, a better position than they are right now, but big one tonight, and you're going to be watching that one as the Stars take on the Canadians. Anything else you got for us today, James? Well, I don't have any uh, NFL uh, football news for y'all, but I'm just going to see how some of these teams are going to be doing for the rest of the uh, March Madness tournament as well. What do you think of uh, Baker Mayfield requesting a trade away from the Browns? Um, Yeah, I've been been getting that um, notification all week, and um, I think it's a really good trade for him. So I don't know what the Browns are actually going to do before – the um, NFL draft, I don't know if they're going to draft up or they're going to draft down this year, so I don't know if they're going to actually um, ask Deshaun um, Watson to actually step in or uh, Carson Wentz or anybody else that's uh, on the free agent uh, clock as well. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't seem like they want to give uh, trade Baker Mayfield. They, Baker Mayfield asked for a trade, and they said we don't want to. We're not going to honor that. We're not going to trade you. And they already said that they were out on the Deshaun Watson uh, lottery, so they won't be getting Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield wants out, so it's a really, really interesting uh, scenario up there in Cleveland. Yes, as well. And then plus, with some of the new guys I've seen that were actually for this last, well, this uh, past week at the uh, scouting combine, I really looked at the uh, scouting combine. Uh, you know, draft boards and some of the guys I've seen that are coming out of Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, and Auburn as well. And I'll probably see some of those guys actually um, make their make their way to uh, Cleveland and actually to help out Baker Mayfield to take that team to a Super Bowl uh, title as well. Yeah. What else you got for us today, James? Um, I don't have anything else. So I'm just going to be pretty busy with uh, NASCAR weekend. That's going to be coming up this Sunday, and uh, seeing who's going to who's actually going to win it. And um, I think there this is the fourth uh, race. So I think this one will be actually in Atlanta. I'm not quite sure. Uh, actually, this week they're going to be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. This weekend they'll they'll be in Atlanta next uh, next Sunday, March 20th. But this weekend they are in. No, you're right. 
I was looking at the wrong one. They are in Atlanta this weekend, James. You were absolutely correct. They were in Phoenix last weekend. They're in Atlanta <laughs> this weekend. Yes, and um, they're actually going to be doing something this weekend on Sunday. They're actually going to be doing the Honor uh, 500 race as well. So if anybody's out there in the Atlanta area, that will be um, the tickets for that um, race are $20, and um, you'll actually get to have a, um, you know, you'll get before the race, you'll actually go, and meet the drivers on the pit crew and everything like that before the race actually starts. And they're going to have a good uh, concert before the race as well. Well, that's a that's a really good deal, and uh, I'm sure anybody out there will go looking for those tickets right now. So anything else you got for us today, James? Um, No, I don't have anything else for you all, but I will probably call you all back um, tomorrow as well. Well, can't wait to hear from you tomorrow, James. We we'll can't wait to talk more March Madness with you tomorrow. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle, that was James from Montgomery joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401 locally, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. Coming up after this break, more of your phone calls right after this. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or you just want to hear something again, make sure you go check out the Sports Call podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday's episode, JJ, Tom PV, Ryan LaVoy, and Brant Daughtry talked about the Braves, the Falcons, Auburn, and so much more. Go check out yesterday's full show on the podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of news happening. A lot of NFL news. NBA coming down the stretch here as we get ready for the playoffs next month. NHL coming down the stretch here into the next month. End of April, we'll get to the Stanley Cup playoffs. March Madness is in full swing. MLB free agency also happening. Looking at the scores right now, uh, in the March Madness tournament, number three-seeded Tennessee just knocked off number 14-seeded Longwood, 88-56. to Tennessee punches their ticket to the next round. They will face off with the Michigan Wolverines, who already put, punched their ticket earlier today. So the first matchup of March's Second round is set. Michigan, number 11 seeded Michigan, number three seeded Tennessee will face off on Saturday afternoon. Also, other scores happening right now. It is officially March, and we have got some games that are starting to get interesting. 9.48 to play in the second half. The number 12 seeded Richmond Spiders leading the number five seeded Iowa Hawkeyes 49-46. They are at a timeout right now. 
And so it is. it was 29-28 at the half. Richmond has outscored Iowa 20-18 to here in the second half. Richmond and Iowa winner. That game goes on to play the four-seeded Providence Friars, who have already punched their tickets on to the next round. And then looking elsewhere, with 11.02 to play in the first half, Georgia State keeping pace with number one Gonzaga. How about that, Luke? 18-16 to with 11 minutes Ooh. to play. Gonzaga is starting to... Uh, Starting out not as strong as you'd think they were would in a one seed versus sixteen seed. So the more a sixteen seed gets that, uh, you know, it's only happened once. But the more they get that confidence, the more you start to think about back to UMBC in, in Virginia a few years back. Yeah, especially Georgia State. I've heard multiple people say how Georgia State should probably should have been like a 14, 15 seed maybe that they're t- better than a sixteen yeah. seed. So it's nice to see they might put on a close game with Gonzaga. Never know when it comes to this. And then uh, just underway with 13 minutes to play in the first half, number eight seeded North Carolina leading number nine seeded Marquette 10 to eight in that one. And that is the last game of the afternoon sessions going, uh, got underway. The next game up will be at 550 TNT, uh, New Mexico State and UConn going at it. But yeah, 49-46, Richmond leading Iowa. Very, very close. 18-16, Gonzaga only up by two on Georgia State, but that is still early. But still, it is not the performance that Gonzaga wanted to have right out the gates in that one. And then as I see Ryan Lavoy pacing in our uh, in our lobby, he's a big North Carolina fan. He is Their team is up two points, 10-8, at the 13-minute mark in the first half. That game is at a timeout. That's why he's pacing in the lobby as he's trying to gather himself for the rest of that one. 334-887-3401 locally. Toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 So you get on the Auburn Bank phone line to talk anything in the wide world of sports with us. We'll get, get back to the Auburn Bank phone line in just a moment. But before we go anywhere else, we talked about this on Tuesday. Want to run back through it one more time. Let's hear who our Sports Call Player of the Week is for this week. Sports Call's Player of the Week. Auburn softball infielder Lindsey Garcia is Sports Call's Player of the Week. The Auburn Slugger went 3 of 9 in a three-game sweep over Texas A&M this weekend, including a two-run home run in the second game to begin an Auburn comeback. She entered the series with five RBIs and one run scored, leading the first Auburn series sweep of an SEC opponent since 2019. Lindsey Garcia is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewithericcom Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. Lindsey Garcia, our Sports Call Player of the Week, brought to you by Eric McDade State Farm. New friends on the program. Happy to have them aboard with us. Need any uh, insurance? Head over to Opelika. Eric McDade State Farm and his fine crew out there will get you taken care of. They're really, really nice folks and proud sponsors of the Sports Call Player of the Week. Lindsey Garcia, Player of the Week, said in the uh, in the spot there. Ended the series, five RBIs and a run scored. Led the Auburn to the first sweep in an SEC opponent since 2019 and went three for nine in the three-game series, including a two-run home run in game two wow. of that series. How closely do you follow Auburn softball, Luke? Um, I've been paying a little attention this year because I look and Auburn is 24-1 and yeah. in softball and on top of the SEC. So I used to watch Auburn softball a lot a couple years ago when uh, – 
went to the national championship yeah. against Oklahoma. Sadly, they did not win, but softball games are college softball games are fun to watch. They're so say. so fun. They are, and then especially when you've got a fun team like this Auburn, yeah. this Auburn team is shaping up to be. It is like you mentioned. They're twenty four and one. Yeah. It's kind of a sneaky twenty four and one. They've only lost one game. That was to UCLA, who is a favorite to go back to the College World Series this year. Could win it all. They've got a really good roster. But they've only lost one game this year, and they're going into their second weekend of SEC play this weekend. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, a Monday series. Kind of a weird weird three-game series. But Saturday, Sunday, Monday at Jane B. Moorefield, they'll take on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Not the toughest SEC competition to start off the year with Texas A&M and South Carolina, but when you go into the rest of the, the rest of this, uh, season and you've, got, you've still got uh, teams like Florida coming up on your schedule, You've still got a lot of the SEC that's really, really good. That's still ranked in the yeah. in the top twenty-five. You kind of want to ease your way into the comp into the conference play with these two uh, series. Now they're not pushovers. They're still the SEC softball, but Lindsey Garcia did a lot this weekend in those three games to help Auburn get that sweep over Texas A&M and punch their ticket to this weekend as still at twenty-four and one. Also, on real hot right now, sixteen in a row. Yeah. That's that's also true. Had a, I've had a couple of midweek games postponed due to rain, which is a little unfortunate. You can kind of work out some of the younger bats, but still, a a huge huge start to the season, and they just you know continue to roll on. They got another what month and a half of the season before we hit conference play, or before we hit conference uh, tournament time. So really really fun times for Auburn softball. Lindsey Garcia is the sports call player of the week. As we roll on here and looking at the March. Madness, Luke. I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, you know we've we've got a little bit of time here before the end of the hour. Is, is there anything that's happened so far today that that has shocked you, or anything that you say, oh yeah, knew that was going to happen? Well, I mean, when it comes to March Madness, nothing. I mean, yeah, it can shock you, but I mean, tell us some March Madness. Yeah, expect yeah. The unexpected. Right now, I'm watching Iowa Richmond, and it's only a, it's a five point game. But Richmond's up, but watching it, Iowa's just been relying on the three this whole second half. They haven't gotten. I saw a stat called minutes ago. They haven't gotten the ball to Keegan Murray, who is arguably one of the – I'm pretty sure he's the leading scorer in the country right now. Um, since the seven-minute mark in the first half, and right now as they're down five, I mean, they hit a couple big shots to get it closer. But right now, Richmond's just – they're just working them at the moment. You would you would want him – you would want Murray to have more than – yeah. looking right now, he's got 12 points on the day. You'd want him to have a little bit more right now if you were Iowa. Especially if you're averaging – I'm pretty sure he's averaging 22, something like that. I mean – but looking at the stats, they're kind of even. But when I remember me watching the game right now, Richmond just looks like they're hustling a lot more. Yeah, getting kind of beating offense rebounds. Yeah, beating that Iowa defense because yeah. that that was one of the big things is Iowa's defense is really really good, and that's why a lot of people were picking them to go deep. So yeah, Iowa Richmond heading down the stretch, just under eight minutes to play. It's a five point game, Richmond on top of the Iowa Hawkeyes, a twelve seed over a five seed. We'll see how that one turns out when we come back. And, of course, much, much more. End of one hour complete. I am Brooks Childers. That is Luke Flurry. One hour is in the books, and we will be back after this and after your Auburn Sports Today update.
One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Hour two of a Thursday edition of Sports Call is starting right now on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, our website, the Tiger Communications app, and of course, our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Brooke Shoulders, joined by Luke Fleury. Two-man booth this afternoon. So we bring you Sports Call, as I said, on a Thursday. Rolling along, getting you set for Auburn and Jacksonville State tomorrow in the NCAA tournament, Auburn men's basketball. Also, Auburn baseball tonight over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. They'll take on the Ole Miss Rebels, the number one team in the country, coming to the Plainsman Park. If you're heading out there, we got some fun, uh, fun as I said, St. Patrick's Day gifts for you. First few, first few hundred fans, I think 500 fans through the gates. We'll get a special St. Patrick's giveaway. So head on out there if you've got tickets. I'm sure there's a few left that you can grab. And of course, keep listening to us. And if you want to give us a call, 334-887-341. Locally toll free, one 9 tiger 9 is how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. March Madness is in full swing on this St. Patrick's Day. Some teams are feeling lucky. Some of them are not. We've already run through some of the scores earlier today. Memphis already punching their ticket over Boise State. Baylor winning against Norfolk State. Tennessee beat Longwood. Providence beat South Dakota State. And Michigan defeated Colorado State. Games going on right now across March Madness with 349 to play. The Spiders of Richmond are making it a fight. 56-52. They lead the five-seed Iowa Hawkeyes right now. Like I said, with 3.49 to play in that game, the Spiders are not going away. They're looking for the big upset uh, to start this round, or this bracket, uh, this year's this year's bracket. Uh, 6.23 to play in the first half. Georgia State also not going away. It gets number one seeded Gonzaga. It's tied at 23. Like I said, with six and a half minutes to play in the first half, 23 apiece. Georgia State and number one seeded Gonzaga, number one overall seeded Gonzaga in a really, really close fight in the first half. Chet Holmgren, one of the top players in college basketball, only has three points so far. Seven rebounds, two assists on his day so far today. And then the other game going on right now with nine and a half minutes to play in the first half. North Carolina has built a 14-point lead over number nine seeded Marquette, 24-10 to 10, as they continue to go in that one. Caleb Love leading the way for North Carolina with 12 points, two rebounds, and an assist. March Madness is in full swing, Luke, and it is just a phenomenal time of year. It is. Especially on, you know, single elimination tournament is just always a fun thing to watch in any sport. Especially when it comes to March Madness, all these teams having the chance, you know, like we just saw we just heard Georgia State is you say they're they're up or they're tied? They are tied at twenty three. They're tied right now. 
But I feel like also it comes as one through one to sixteen games. Um, the first half's always close, and the second half, the one team, one seed will always you know just get the upper hand, cruise on, go to the second round. So I feel like I I could see that possibly happening here, but also when watching those games, like for example, like some teams or some people they pick Gonzaga to go all the way, but yeah. also like. If you watch Gonzaga lose, I mean, sure, I might have picked him to go really far, but I mean, at least I get to watch an upset. Upsets yeah. are the best thing to watch when it comes to March Madness, just seeing teams um, do what most people think they couldn't do. Like, I'm pretty sure not that many people picked Richmond to beat Iowa, and right now it's no. it could happen, I mean. It's like, very, very close. Yeah, I mean, March Madness is madness. It's in the name, <laughs> pretty much. That is in the name. Uh, and, and like a couple years ago, I remember being kind of upset with that uh, UMBC upsetting Virginia because I remember that year I had picked Virginia to go all the way when when the whole when the whole tournament and my bracket was looking really good and that was like one of the last games of the night was that a uh, Virginia UMBC game and I was a little upset because my bracket was so good but then I'm like this has never happened before. Yeah, I remember watching that game and I remember the first half it was close like I've. One through sixteen game, it's gonna be close. In the second half, UMBC was not missing no. a shot; they weren't, and Virginia couldn't buy a bucket, and so it wasn't like a close game either. It just beat them by twenty. Yeah, but then sadly, the next round they couldn't advance. But I mean, a lot of people just like their brackets; they care a lot about their brackets. You know, I really hope I, I wouldn't mind seeing Richmond beat Iowa here, but I also have Iowa in my lead eight in my main bracket, so kind of worried there. I was about to say my uh my main bracket I had Colorado State beating Michigan so that's already it's already been thrown out the door for a perfect bracket so at this point it's you know it, it you just go with whatever I just feel like if I'm going to root for the team that I picked or I'm going to root for a big upset I would you know for my bracket's sake I would like to see Gonzaga win yeah. but it's again like you said that you you get to that point where it's like well this could be really really cool if Georgia yeah. State pulls this one out and so uh like I said, five just over five minutes to play in that one in the first half in that one. 23-23 tied up between Georgia State and Gonzaga. And then with 327 to play in the game, Richmond 56, Iowa 52. We'll keep you posted on those scores if you're not following along yourself. But right now, 334-887-341 locally, toll free one triple eight nine tiger 9 Let's head back to the Auburn Bank phone line. Who's waiting there to talk to us, Zeus? Steve. Uh, Zeus, try that again. Wardam Steve. Thank you, Zeus. You lost your voice there for a second. Wardam Steve, retired Wardam Steve, joins us on the Auburn Make phone line. Steve, how are you doing this afternoon? Good, good. Uh, good afternoon, and uh, War Eagle, laddies. War Eagle. Happy St. Patty's Day. That's happy St. Patty's Day to you, too, Mr. Steve. I see that uh, you do have some Irish in you. I do, on my mom's side. Great. Uh, well, my wife, whose name happens to be coincidentally Grace, uh, she has a great deal of Irish in her family as well. Ah, I know my. Uh, oh. Are are y'all are y'all having some uh, corned beef and cabbage tonight? Yes, my wife is fixing me a handmade Reuben sandwich. Oh, buddy! So I'm waiting for that. Uh, now, you're talking about these brackets, right, guys? Yeah. Well, you're familiar with the uh, All-State Mayhem guy. Yes. Well, that's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, I have been taken to the cleaners, guys. Uh, Colorado State. Yeah. That didn't go well for me. Last night, two overtimes, 
I had Rutgers. That didn't go well for me. Yeah. And Rutgers really, I think, should have won the game. They, they were leading for the most uh, part of the game. Yeah, Notre Dame just went on that big run there at the very end and got hot and were able to pull, you know, fight it out into a double overtime and ended up getting that win. Yeah, and, you know, I thought I had it, you know, uh, when I had Rutgers because the guy makes it in the double overtime for Rutgers a three-pointer. Yeah. And, and like eight points, something seconds left. I said, surely, you know, uh, they'll, they'll stop him. But, no, they just he goes right to the basket. It was it was a but, fun uh, game to watch. Yeah. Well, uh, so much for that, you know, the, the bracket. And then I head over to the west side of the bracket, and I had Boise State. That didn't turn out too well for me. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, let's see now. Hmm. I've got Iowa, and that's not looking too good right now, is it? It's not. 58-57? Yeah, it's uh, 58-57 yeah, with two minutes to play. Yeah, I, I might, maybe my I do. I don't understand how these uh, just lower-seeded teams are taking on these supposedly more talented teams, guys. It's the one. It's the fun of March because you got teams coming in that's you know very highly motivated. And I'm not saying the other, you know, the higher-seeded teams are not motivated, but it, you know you get some teams coming in that. Yeah, maybe, don't say that. Don't say that. No, because no. Coach Pearl said that today. He said he's miffed, pretty mildly, about people thinking that uh, Auburn just didn't want it more against no. A&M. No, that that's exa- I mean, I I don't think teams are more motivated than others. I, I, that's got there, there's never a, a point where you say, oh, this team was just more motivated than the other team. It, it's you know sometimes teams can get underestimated. I think a lot of people in the SEC tournament underestimated Texas A and M, and they went on that big run to the uh, the tournament final. There, uh, some of these teams in the in the uh, S in the in the NCAA tournament. Like Luke, you were saying a little bit earlier, a lot of people thinking Jackson or Jacksonville, Georgia State should have been a higher seed than a 16 seed, and right now they're giving Gonzaga all they can handle. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, how rare is it for a five seed to lose a 12? Uh, is that pretty rare? Is that pretty uh, common? I'm pretty sure one happens about every year. I saw a statistic about it that um, at least one 12 seed will beat a five seed team, and it looks like right now. I mean. Richmond has got a crazy and one to stretch it to a four-point game. Well, okay. So uh, let's talk about tomorrow's game real quickly, guys. All right. The Gamecocks. I uh, saw this on 247 Sports. Apparently they're feeling either very confident or kind of cocky. But the uh, article by Mark Murphy, if you haven't read it, is entitled Gamecock Hope to Rain Threes on Auburn's Postseason Parade. Have you seen it? Have you read it? I have not read the article. Okay. Well, apparently, uh, one of their uh, best players is by the name of Darren Adams, I think is his name. Uh-huh. Yeah, he is uh, the fifth best three-point shooter in the nation. They they can rain some threes, and that that's one of the biggest worries if you're Auburn is how well they shoot three and how you your three-point defense has been this year. I think that's one of the biggest worries. Uh, if you are Auburn, but I think you can also look on the other side of that. And Jacksonville State and Auburn have met 13 times in all time, and they've never. Their Auburn is 13 and 0 against Jacksonville State. Uh, now, according to the article, he said uh, he said that uh, King is making 46.2 percent of his three-point attempts. Now, here's what I say to that. You know, uh, of course, numbers don't lie; only those who interpret them do. And what I'm looking at is, guys, you know. You can look really, really damn good depending on who your opponents are. Sure. Or who they're not, right? That's right. So 
this 46.2% seems outstanding, doesn't it? Yeah. But if you're playing teams that, you know, don't compare to SEC caliber talent 11 teams, then maybe that's not that, I guess, you know, amazing or, 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 or remarkable. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I mean, I, I would have to see what the uh, what the three point defense was, uh, you know, made what three point uh, field goals against are for the teams, you know, in, the, in their conference in the Atlantic Sun. But I think you got a good point. You got, you know, you're, you're playing in the Atlantic Sun. It, it's not the same conference as the SEC. It's not, probably nowhere close to being the same conference as the SEC. But you still, you know, you, you got to give them credit. They, they do hit a lot of threes. But then on the other side of that, like you said, this the, the kid. He shoots a lot of three, you know, makes a lot of threes, one of the leading three-point shooters in the country. Last night, you had the leading scorer in the country in a, a kiss for Bryant, yeah. and he could not get his team to win, uh, to power his team to a win over Wright State. Okay. Um, so I'm just looking at that. Now, I, in fact, I've also read where Coach Pearl, some of his uh, comments, I guess today, uh, was that he wants his team uh, to focus on being – a 12th seed team. Did you read that? Uh, I saw a couple of quotes that were tweeted out from the from the press conference today. Yeah. Yeah. He says he wants him to go down uh, to 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 focus back on the the roots of, of the Auburn team, which was pretty much abysmal. Yeah. Now I do have a bit of a, I guess a um, an uncomfortableness with that kind of philosophy. I don't want us to continue being known as you know the only time we can really be, be motivated is by being seen as an underdog. Yeah. Whether it's in football or the other sports, I want to be, you know, sort of like the Dukes or the Kentuckys, you know, in basketball, that we want to be the hunted. And we are confident. We do expect to win. We're, we don't be thought of as an underdog. Same thing in football. But, guys, uh, maybe you disagree. What do you think about Bruce's comments telling his team he wants to think of them as being a 12-seeded team? Well, I think I think that makes a little bit of sense for this team because you heard, uh, you know, you, you heard – some of the players, their quotes after that SEC tournament loss, they said, well, now we're not the hunted anymore. Now we can go and play the way that we want to. We're kind of more the underdogs. Now I think that's what the mentality of this team. Ideally, I think that Auburn Auburn basketball in general, Auburn sports in general, but Auburn basketball in, uh, in, in particular this year, I think you're starting to turn that page. I think that the, the success that you've got from this this team this year, I think they're going to now, you know, as long as Bruce Pearl is there and continuing to recruit at this level and continuing to play at this level, I think you're going to see where Auburn's going to rise to that, like, hey, we are the team that needs to be, you know, no, we're not the underdogs anymore. You come into the, you came into this season, picked, what, fifth in the, in the SEC or something like yeah. that? And yeah. so you came in with, hey, no one thinks we can do it, so we're going to do it. So you came into the season with that underdog mentality, and that's what kind of drove you to get to that number one spot. But now you've been at that number one in the nation. You you are one of the top seeds in the NCAA tournament, one of the top you know six seeds in the NCAA tournament. I think that that this tournament, even though you want to you want to go back to, as Bruce Pearl said, I want to go back to playing with that mentality that you're a 12 seed. I think that this year you can start, if you're Auburn, you need to start turning the page and say, no, we deserve to be here because as long as Bruce Pearl is the head basketball coach, it seems the way that he's been you know, building the program and the way that you know, the last few years have gone, that's where Auburn needs to expect to be is one of the top programs in the country. Yeah, you know, that's what I, I don't want to be any longer, or whatever sport it is. You know, I don't want to be the – uh, you know, because uh, historically, that's what Auburn fans have been. You know, we're the underdog. We're uh, being dissed quite often. You know, uh, nobody gives respect. Well, now 
we've earned it. I, and I'd like to see Coach Pearl to embrace being the number two seed. Uh, uh, I, I don't I ever hear recall you know Cal Perry saying you know uh, let's just pretend like we're another 15 seed. Does he ever say that? No, no. So I'd say to Coach Pearl right there, as much as I love him, stop it, man. Embrace being uh, the hunted. Yeah, Why can't I, we be uh, proud and confident of being the hunted? I, I think that is, you know, I think going forward, that is something that needs to, that's got to be a mentality that changes because if you're, you know, the way Bruce Pearl has built this program, that's where you should expect to be if you're Auburn basketball. You should expect to be one of the top teams in the Southeastern Conference competing for uh, regular season and tournament titles every single year. You should be competing for ones and two seeds and three seeds in the NCAA tournament. But I think this year, the reason he's going with that is because that's how they came into the season as they were came into the season, picked fifth in the conference as underdogs, and they said, we got to come out and prove something. And they proved, they, uh, you know, you got to that number one spot in the country. You got to, you know, you won a regular season title. And then you, you've kind of, you know, over the last few weeks of the season, you, you've seen this team take a little bit of a step back. But still, they are a top team in the conference, and they need to play like a top team in the conference. But just, you know, for this tournament, I can see where Bruce Pearl wants to come from is get back to what got us to being at this point. And then going forward, I think that Auburn needs to say, no, we, if you get, if you're Auburn this year and you get past this first weekend and you get into the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, if you can get to that Final Four, you need to start thinking about the mentality. Uh, like you said, Steve, you've got to be start, start thinking about, no, we deserve to be here. This is not a, oh, you know, this is a Cinderella one for Auburn. No, you deserve to be here. You're a two seed. You deserve to be in this, this uh, Final Four Elite Eight wherever you get to. Right, uh, and th- I appreciate uh, your comments and insights. Uh, you know, I'm just kind of dismayed uh, by uh, him, you know, making those comments. All right, but moving on, guys. You know, um, we have Mr. Walker Kessler, who got now he's one of the four finalists left for the uh, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, the Naismith, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, what do you think the likelihood is that he'll beat out, you know, who? Um, I'm pretty sure it's. Shiway, Mark yeah, Williams Chibay. from Duke, and I'm blanking on the last guy, but I think, I think it's between Kessler and Shiway. Yeah, I think Kessler. I think Kessler deserves it more, especially with those blocks. Um, you know, but he there's the blue blood. You know, uh, brand name. That's what's going to go against him. Uh, I think that, and, and unfortunately, that's that's how you know a lot of things happen. But I think that uh, Shiway, you you see how he's played this year and I I'm, don't want to take anything away from Oscar Sheway. He's a fantastic base, basketball player. Um, and uh, I think that, you know, you, you don't, you can't really go wrong with whoever wins the award, but I think that you're going to get a little bit of a lean for some of the guys that play with more, you know, top tier uh, blue blood programs. But, uh, you know, he's still getting that really respect. I think he should. Um, I saw where uh, some all American, uh, you know, uh, a list were awarded. Uh, was it the National Basketball Association writers? So anyway, they had uh, Jabari on the uh, I think second team, and again, well, uh, uh, you know, Walker Kessler makes it on the third team. I mean, really, third team, and he 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 leads uh, the, the 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 blocking, uh, you know, stats. I, I I don't get it, guys. Um, what other player do they believe is better than him? I, that's a great question. I haven't looked at those lists, but it's uh you know you 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 have you look at a lot of different stats with those lists, and it, it you know you, you try to find out a more a, a you know well-rounded players. Maybe there's something that they looked at some of the some of the other players that they like a little bit better that they do than walk than what Walker Kessler does. But 
You know, the, the fact that you've got, you know, Auburn basketball's got guys on an All-American list, uh, I think that, you know. That's two of them, I mean, yeah. yeah you've, got, you've got a really good you, uh, a team this year for this team. And, you know, basketball All-American lists uh, uh, compared to, like, football and such are much smaller because the teams are much smaller. And so I, I think that, you know, it's not that terrible that Walker Kessler's a third team, but you would definitely like to see him a little bit higher. I, I would like to see the criteria for those uh, All-America awards. A draft lottery pick, Jabari Smith, doesn't make the first team either. He makes the second team. Wow. That, that one's a little bit more uh, more puzzling. Is it because he's a freshman? Uh, I mean, you see freshmen get on those All-American lists all the time. Uh, it, it's just, I don't know what, I would, like I said, I'd like to see the criteria for what how they judge those uh, All-American lists. Okay. Now, uh, you know, Parker Kessler's obviously transferred from North Carolina. Well, I didn't know this until I read it, but apparently Jacksonville State has a center from a transfer from North Carolina to their team as well, Brandon Huffman. Yeah. Six foot ten. Uh, how good is he, guy? Do you know anything about him? Uh, he's fine. I mean, he got he was able to go to North Carolina, so he's a uh, he's a pretty decent basketball player. And uh, I know that he uh, he was quoted saying the last time he uh, played or North for North Carolina was that game that Auburn beat them in the uh, in the tournament twenty nineteen tournament. So. I think he's a fairly decent player. I think that's he's a guy that Auburn's got to watch out for, but I think Walker Kessler would match up really, really good with him. Okay, guys, I'm not watching this. I'm just getting my scores on, on the Internet. Uh, 65 to 63 in four seconds left Richmond. What's going on? Yeah, I mean, you're, you've got the same stats that we do. Our, uh, we do not Are have you watching it live? I, I, I think, Luke, you've got I have it, it on right now. A, they're in a timeout um, right now, but, yeah, 65-63. Richmond's about to shoot free throws. Two free oh, throws. Oh, my gosh. And I had Iowa. Well, Uh-oh. I, I I feel like an all-state mayhem guy again. Uh-oh. It looked okay. like, it looked like, um, it was sixty-five, sixty-one, and Murray got an alley-oop dunk, make it a two-point game, and then Iowa sixty-six, sixty-three. Yeah, Iowa look or not Iowa. Richmond looked like they were about to get a five-second call, and they just threw it in and somehow drew a foul. So they're shooting free throws right now. Wow. Okay. Uh, moving on, guys. If you have this article, one of our players. I strongly, if you're not a fan, to read it by Nathan King Day. It's called Just Look at Zep. Yeah. Loyalty and kindness overflow from Auburn to Jasper. Have you read that one? I have not read that one. It's a personal feel-good story about Zep and this guy, uh, how he has apparently befriended uh, some some children that uh, are the uh, daughters yeah, of uh, Sally Pitt. You know her? She's a news anchor, WSFA. Yeah, uh, she she's a news anchor, WSFA. Her husband works in uh, for the Auburn for Auburn University. Yeah, we we know the know about him. Okay, I didn't know about it. Anyway, apparently, uh, at one of the uh, early games of the season, he uh, saw him after the game, and they came running to him. He just picked him up, and uh, since then, uh, according to the uh, two uh, you know, her two daughters, uh, they're, they they call each other besties. Oh. And uh, he lets him come into the locker room. He stays around. But he doesn't do it just for them. Apparently, he stays after the game and signs autographs. I guess he hadn't heard about the NIL, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess not. But yeah, I have seen that. I've seen a lot of. Uh, I've seen the, the. You know what you're talking about, Sally Pitts and her daughters. Uh, but also, you know, he like you said, he does that for a lot of people. He's really, really generous with his time, especially after basketball games, staying behind and signing some autographs, taking pictures. He, he's really, really. Uh, you know, he's really taken a taken a uh, really front row seat with the Auburn family, and I, I think that they've uh, given him the love right back. You see, and that's the thing that the troubles me about the NIL. You know, uh, maybe I'm sounding jaded, but I'm hoping that people like you know Zip will continue being like they are, 
and not decide, hey, you know, it's going to cost you if you want an autograph. Yeah, I, I think that you're still going to have that. I think you're still going to have people say, oh, yeah, you know, walk up and say, hey, can I get your autograph? I, you, it does, you know, like we've said in the past, it opens other avenues where you can now sell your autograph for people that can't get to the basketball games. But, like, you, it, I think, and I may be wrong with this, I think he is part of, uh, he has signed a deal with the that NIL Auburn group that's here in, in the Auburn-Opelika area that's signed a lot of uh, Auburn student-athletes, and he's been to several events. I believe he was actually at our friend's uh, hometown lenders on the Plains. He was one of the student-athletes that was out there uh, signing autographs at their grand opening a couple weeks ago, but he, you know, he he definitely is taking advantage of NIL uh, those opportunities. But also, he knows where you know what his fan, you know, he, he's looking out for his fans and looking out for the fan, the Auburn family, and still taking the time to be you know a genuinely good guy. Yeah, and if I'm understanding correctly, they can't charge anything as long as they're wearing that university's uh, jerseys and, uh, and logo, right? Yeah, you cannot make money as a student athlete with uh, being affiliated, like being officially affiliated with the university that you play for. So you can't, so like when they go out to these autograph signings or wherever that they get paid to do, they've got to wear neutral stuff or they've got to wear, right. you know, you can wear orange and blue stuff, but it cannot have the Auburn logo anywhere on it. All right, sports birthdays. I know you love them, guys. Yep. You know, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow whose birthday is, Turning 62. Whose birthday is it? Coach Pearl. Oh, I forgot about that. Coach Pearl, birthday boy, getting a, yeah, hopefully tomorrow. get him an NCAA tournament win for his birthday. Right. And then I thought just this, when you talk about the Atlanta Falcons, remember Mr. Long Snapper for uh, our winning field goal? Josh Harris? This is Josh Harris is leaving the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Going to the Chargers. And not a bad not a bad uh, team to go. I think they do play the Chargers and the Falcons play in Atlanta this year, so he'll make a quick trip back to Atlanta at some point this year. But not a bad place to go play in in uh, L.A. Well, apparently they must really uh, respect him because he's getting one point nine two million dollars in guaranteed money. Wow! And a four year contract worth five point six million. That is uh, it's quite a quite a haul for a long snapper. Uh, that's that is uh, quite a haul. All right, guys, the. Uh, Team is playing tonight at six o'clock, right? Yeah, baseball team. Yeah, baseball team. They are baseball team. What are they doing playing Saturday, Sunday, and Monday instead of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Uh, probably has to something to do with some of the SEC network TV stuff. They probably want to put. Uh, they've probably got a lot of games that they want to put on this weekend since they've now. Uh, you know, you're out of basketball season, so there's no more basketball on the SEC network, and so I'm sure it has something to do with the TV scheduling. And do you know anything about the rationale for why we can't uh, stream live? Uh, the Auburn broadcasting you know, for the uh, basketball game? Uh, because it is, it, it's, you know, all the convoluted legal jargon that uh, is behind the NCAA tournament, but they've essentially signed a uh, media rights deal with the NCAA tournament has with Westwood One, that Westwood One is the only broadcasting service that can broadcast the NCAA tournament game streaming. So you can listen to the Westwood well, One broadcast. Yeah, basically. So you can listen to the Westwood One broadcast of the game, but it's going to be the neutral, neutral take, neutral commentators, online, everything. But the only way you can listen to Sonny and uh, and Andy is over the airwaves on the, whatever your local uh, affiliate is. All right, well, you know, I'm in I'm in Farrell, and I get the I get the I get shortchanged because lots of times uh, we even with the game, you know, it's a big game on uh, on the local radio sh- uh, station here. They'll cut off after the game is over, and I'll get to listen to the uh, the post game comments. Man. Uh, so okay, but well, I got mayhem again. 
The it happened. The did it. This Iowa, 67-63. How, How about that? Big upset. And they were, get this, Sportsline Computer had uh, Iowa as an 83% probability of winning. March Madness, man. Uh, these computers are not doing too well <laughs> either. All right, well, having said that, guys, I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of the afternoon. And tomorrow, guys, I don't want to see a close game. I hope to gosh that we are raining, you know, mayhem on Jacksonville State. That's right. I want to see a blowout. I want I want to see like a Baylor score you know, or a Tennessee score by 25, 30 points. I think you and everybody else in the Auburn uh, fandom wants to see that. All right, with that said, guys, have a relaxing rest day afternoon. Enjoy your St. Patty's Day with left of it. And uh, until tomorrow afternoon, I'll be saying War Eagle. And when we win tomorrow afternoon, I'll be back and say War Damn Eagle. All right, Steve. Well, we look forward to hearing from you tomorrow afternoon. Thank you very much, Brooks. And and Luke, good to have you on board, sir. Thank you. All right, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, Steve. That was War Damn Steve, retired War Damn Steve on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-341. Locally toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Let's head to our break, our first break of the hour. Wow, first break of the hour. Coming up now, on the other side of the break, we get to more of your phone calls. Jeff from Columbus is awaiting on the phone lines. We'll get to you right after this. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger Sports call on a Thursday rolls on. That's right. We are done paying the bills for now. We've got more commercial breaks coming up, of course, because I always have to pay the bills around here. I'm Brooks Childress, joined by Luke Fleury, a two-man booth, here on a March Madness Thursday in Sports Call World. We've had some great calls so far today. More of your phone calls coming up in just a second. Want to run down some of the scores that have happened in the March Madness world since we last gave them to you. As Steve said as he was getting off of his phone call a moment ago, the number 12 seeded Richmond Spiders upsetting the number 5 seed Iowa Hawkeyes 67-63. Do we have our Cinderella team for the year? Maybe. Good. Richmond moves on to face the Providence Friars on Saturday afternoon in the tournament. Listen, that's the way that uh, Providence finished the year. That all of a sudden becomes a very, very intriguing matchup. I think... Either way, even though, you know, even if Richmond had just won it, Providence was still, you know, say they were, you know, on top of the world, finished the year on a, you know, high winning streak, they won the Big East tournament, still would be an intriguing matchup. But the way that Providence finished the year, not winning the Big East tournament, faltering a little bit at the very end, this is a very intriguing matchup on Saturday between Richmond and Providence. You could see, I mean, I'd not be shocked if the Spiders make it to, uh, to the Sweet 16 and everyone's starting to talk about some arachnophobia, you know? Yeah, you know, Richmond, or not Richmond, Providence, as you said, they didn't finish the season as they wanted to, kind of struggled towards the end, um, got blown out in the Big East tournament. I'm not, I don't remember who it was they lost to, but, um, you know, it'd be an exciting matchup. I actually have Richmond, I had Richmond winning against Iowa in one of my brackets and then beating Providence, so hopefully that'll work out, but uh, it'll be, it'll be a nice matchup to see. 
elsewhere in the tournament, two games at the half. Georgia State still giving all Gonzaga can handle 35-33 at the half. Gonzaga leading Georgia State by two. Chet Holmgren only has five points. Five points, nine rebounds, two assists on the afternoon. Really, really intriguing matchup there. In the other game, currently at the half, number eight seeded North Carolina all over number nine senior Marquette. I, I'm surprised we haven't seen Ryan LaVoy running past the studio in excitement. 53-25, they have doubled up the Marquette Golden Eagles, and they continue to uh, have a positive. There's Ryan LaVoy walking in the studio. I, I've, um, Ryan can hear me out in the studio, and or out in the, uh, in the lobby, and I said he is currently dancing. And I, I said moments ago that I can't believe we haven't seen Ryan run through in excitement that it, it was 53-25 to 25 over the Marquette Golden Eagles, the North Carolina Tar Heels at the half. Braden Manick leading the way with 13 points, eight rebounds, and one assist. Big, big performance so far for the big man in that one. So those are the two games that are at half. The next game due up is at 5.50 North, no, North New Mexico State and UConn tip things off for the night sessions around the country in that one. 334-887-34. Locally toll free one 888-9-TIGER-9. That's how you get on the Auburn Bank phone line as we continue to move on. Back to the phone lines we go. And Zeus, who's waiting for us? Jeff from Columbus. That's right. Jeff from Columbus has been waiting patiently. Jeff, how are you doing this afternoon? Doing good, guys. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, um... I didn't hear the very beginning of the show, Luke. Are are you a new, a new um, uh, uh, broadcaster there? Um, right now I'm uh, I'm doing an internship here until April. So sometimes I come on the show every now and then when they need me. Okay, I don't know. I don't know how I missed you, but dang, uh, glad to have you aboard. Hey, man, I forgot a lot about what I wanted to say because Steve went on one of his thirty-minute rants, but. Uh, I do have the Richmond Spiders. I always pick the Richmond Spiders, oh. no matter who they're playing, no matter who they're playing in the first round, because they've got the coolest distraction that they do behind the net when they shoot the trees. I love that with the spiders. Oh yeah, their hands. And, oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. So I, ever since I saw them do that, I don't care anything about basketball. I always fill out a bracket, but I always have Richmond at least the first round. So, and I actually think I've got them. I don't have my bracket here. I think I probably have them. Who do they play in the second round, uh, or who who are the teams? They were. Uh, they're going to face. Did you say Providence? Yeah, they're going to face Providence. Providence was going to beat South Dakota State uh, today, so they'll face Providence in the next okay. round. Okay. Yes. So I do actually have them over Providence. I know. I don't know where they go from there. But hey, I was saying, man, Steve does this all the time, and I called in. How does Steve not get a perfect bracket every year? With the stats he pulls out, and he even said it today, numbers don't lie, just the people who interpret them do. So how can all of his stats not get him a perfect bracket? That's a mystery. Okay, you know why? Because I know he said it before. I believe he said he has never played organized sports. So he asked, Hey, gentlemen, how do you explain, you know, these uh, lesser-seeded teams losing or beating these higher-ranked teams? Why? Because they're not robots. This is what we try to explain to them in all sports, football, everything. They're not robots. If you put your robots out there and they're programmed to do the same thing, then you'll come out with the same outcome. But they're not robots. A guy can have a good day. A guy can have a bad day. The whole team can have a bad day. That's why Bruce Pearl is not going to sit there and say, 
well, we're the greatest team in the land because what is he? Three and three in the last six games? Yeah. I mean, so he, I mean, it'd be kind of arrogant for him to go out there and say, yeah, we're the greatest thing. We're going to jump over Jacksonville State or whoever and, and then go from there. You know, they're, uh, he's realistic. You sure. know, and I'm sure they, they're going to beat Jacksonville State or whoever they're playing, Jack State, and dang, uh, you know, and then move on to the next round. And, you know, but, the, you know, it's not like they are. I mean, uh, I don't know who. Like you said, I, I don't think he's to the point, even when he was at Tennessee, he wasn't that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was no giving. So, I, mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it just uh, tickles me the way that, dang, uh, Steve just pulls these numbers out. Like, uh, he pulled out, what did he say? This guy shoots a um, fifth-ranked three-pointer in the in, yeah. in the NCAA, right? Okay. But he says it's probably because he's against lesser talent, right? You know? But when Auburn, didn't Auburn start 3-0 and and they had scored like 100 points in two games at the beginning of the season? Yeah. At the football season? Somewhere around that. Had the number one offense in the country country didn't they yeah steve was sure to point that out but it wasn't because it was lesser competition then you know what i'm saying yeah so he'll 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 make his numbers fit i guess he his uh uh, uh his constant is constantly moving so it's hard to get the, you so you can come up with the right answer you know it's kind of nice like you can uh, uh nostradamus you can make it work if you think about it good enough. so And I believe that's what he's doing with his thing, orange and blue glasses. But I just wanted to chime in, and uh, I'm, uh, like I say, uh, I just can't believe he doesn't have a perfect bracket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you got all the numbers. I, I think that, you know, it, it's think. like it's like I said, you, you've got that player on for Jacksonville State who's, you know, top five, top ten, whatever it is in – in three-point uh, percentage, I'd like to see the stats, and I can go. I'm, I'm sure I can go and look these up at some point here soon. What the uh, what the the three-point defense is that he was playing, because you you know it, it just depends. You know, even though yeah. it's it, it it made you know it's the same. It is lesser competition if you look at it. You know, they're playing at a lesser conference in the SEC, but it's the same the same level of competition for Jacksonville State. Right. I mean, they didn't move the three-point line. Yeah. But I guess maybe they got taller guys and stuff like that. But like you say, it all. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm with you. That doesn't mean that they're going to win just because. But it, it just seems weird. He he picks and chooses how, where it, which stats he pulls out, the winning stats or the losing stats. So, uh, but that's that's okay. I like to pick on Steve. That's the main reason I called in today. But um, hey, and if you. Um, I have canceled my 247 subscription because if you want a roundup every day of what has been put on 247 Sports, <laughs> Steve will give it to you every day after 5 o'clock. Okay? So, uh, man, you all have a great day, and I hope your brackets end up winning you a million dollars. Did you all play on the ESPN? Uh, definitely did uh, Did put in the ESPN ones. Uh, I, I put in uh, – Did Jeff, did you join our um, our sports call group? I did not know that it was that you had one. I thought it was just for you guys at work. Oh man! Well, it's it's probably hey, it's probably best because Steve and I would have won it all. I just <laughs> followed Steve's advice, and then, uh, but uh, no, I I'm out on the million dollars. Who did I have? Uh, 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 
Well, I guess a lot of people may have had uh, uh, Colorado State over Michigan. Yeah, I so think a, a lot of us in the studio were rooting for that uh, that game to go the way go the way of the Rams, but Michigan was able to fight yeah. it out. But you know what? And that's another thing. There was a big argument yesterday between Luke and everybody on there. You know, Michigan's overrated, and even my uh, my cousin's in Indiana, lives in Indiana, big Hoosier fan, and. He goes, man, can't, uh, Texas A&M got robbed. They should have been there before Michigan. Michigan hadn't done this. And look, Michigan turns around and beats Colorado State. So, like you say, that's why they call it March Madness, right? That's right, and they've got a chance to go on, on Saturday and go up against Tennessee. And so if you, you go yeah. in and you get that, you beat a, a team that a lot of people are picking to go to the Final Four, I think you, you kind of stamp your, hey, we actually did deserve to yeah. be here. Man, and that, won't that be crazy if they do beat Tennessee and then, there, like you say, there'd be a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people, I, I guess, maybe have to eat crow about Texas A&M. But like you say, it's it's basketball, football season. I like it when it's over because that means football season's close. That's so, right. We already got spring but, football. Hey, yes, you do. Yes, you do. So and uh, it, but like you say, it doesn't get a lot of play right now just because of this. It, it, it's fun. I, like I say, I'm not a big. Uh, basketball fan but i do like filling out a bracket it gets you something to keep up with yeah for a couple weeks yeah well i'll let somebody else on uh luke it's uh good hearing you and i uh, hope to hear more from you and you all have a good day thanks for that call jeff that was jeff from columbus joining us on the auburn bank phone line 334-887-34 locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine yeah luke um, i I know I, I we've we've never we have not been on a show together. I don't know if we we've ever not. we've said that on on air yet. We said it. I said it before we get started. This is the first time me and you have shared the airwaves together. First time you and Jeff from Columbus have shared the airwaves together. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of firsts for you this afternoon. Yeah, there is. You know, hopefully I can get on the show a couple more times. You know, talk to new callers that call in a lot. Just see where it goes from there. Yeah, we definitely. You you're very knowledgeable. We love having you on the show. Love having you around the office. And we're going to get you on the show a lot more. Speaking of being on the show a lot more, we still got a lot more of this show that you are on. And we'll talk more about that, or we'll talk more about March Madness, Auburn basketball, Auburn baseball, and more on the other side of this break. You're listening to Sports Call. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Jeff Whitaker, Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call rolls on, second hour of the Thursday edition. I'm Brooks Childress, joined in studio by Luke Flurry. We're glad you've decided to stay around for this episode of Sports Call. Sports Call podcast, you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Yesterday's episode featured JJ, Tom Peavy, Ryan LaVoy, and Brant Daughtry. They discussed the Braves, the Falcons, the Auburn, and so much more. Find that wherever you get your podcasts. Go back and listen to that if you 
missed it, missed any part of it, you can find it anywhere. 334-887-3401, locally toll-free, 888-9-TIGER-9. So you get on the Auburn Bank phone line. We've been talking a lot of March Madness today for really good reasons. I mean, that's basically the only thing in sports going on today. I do find it unique. Today also started off, Auburn, There, there's. I don't think there's any SEC schools. Maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe some SEC schools do. But I don't think, I, I know Auburn does not have a wrestling team. Alabama, the state of Alabama high schools do have wrestling, but it's yeah. not every single high school because I know Auburn High does have wrestling, correct? Yeah, they do. My my uh, alma mater, Robert Sell High School, south part of the state, we do not have wrestling, and I don't think anybody down in the southern part of the state has wrestling. I, I think I don't know how how it's divided up, but the NCAA wrestling championships got underway today, and that's over on uh, the ESPN networks. It's always fun. Where you you look at the TV guide and you see NCAA basketball, NCAA basketball, NCAA basketball, and at the same time college wrestling is going on. ESPN, that's what their counter is to the NCAA yeah. tournament is college wrestling. It's fun. I, I you know I'll, I'll turn over there during some of the breaks and check out some of the action, but it's a uh, it's not a it's not a nationwide sport. It's kind of like hockey. Yeah, especially it, right now, hard to compete with March Madness. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So. Like you, you've got the wrestling that is going on at the same time, but March Madness, as for good reason, is front and center for our show here today. If your bracket was busted already, like most of ours have been, uh, go ahead and give it, give us a call and tell us what team busted. And I know, I'm sure a lot of people's brackets just got busted within the past hours. Richmond upset Iowa. Checking up on some of those scores with uh, just getting underway in the second half, just over 16 minutes to play. Gonzaga still fighting with number 16 seeded Georgia State, 45-41 in that one. Drew Timmy, 18 points on the afternoon for the for the Bulldogs. Really, really lackluster performance for Gonzaga to get this thing started. And then at half, 53-25, North Carolina leading Marquette in that uh, in that affair. Like I said, at the half, 5:50 is the next tip time for New Mexico State and UConn coming up here as we wrap up the second hour of Sports Call. Uh, you know, it. you've got a really now intriguing matchup set up uh, on, on Saturday. I think, what did we say, two matchups setting, set up now. Michigan, who came out, not came out of the blue, like like we said earlier, yeah. a lot of people picked Michigan to, to beat Colorado State. But then there was an equally amount of people that said, Michigan doesn't deserve to be yeah. in the tournament. They don't deserve to be here. Why are they playing in the NCAA tournament? And now they get a chance to go up against a team like Tennessee, who is a lot of people have picked to go into the Final Four. Yeah, I think Michigan um, kind of got that motivation. Yeah, they they went, what, 17 and 14 in some, and lost in the first round yeah. and got an automatic bid. Meanwhile, teams like Indiana, who had a better record, Indiana, who beat Michigan in the Big Ten tournament, had to um, do a play-in game first. Well, Indiana did win that game, so it doesn't really matter. But still, Michigan, um, still a very talented team. Um, as you see, they beat Colorado State today by 10-12. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think Michigan can somewhat keep it close for a little bit with Tennessee, but I think Tennessee will probably pull away with that three-point shooting. But um, it'll be an interesting matchup. On the other side of that, that you know, that you look at that argument, uh, Michigan now – Probably, you know, a lot of people would argue that they should have been, you know, Indiana should have been in the automatically into the tournament. If Michigan got in, they should have been one of the play-in games. They weren't. Yeah. But you look at it now. Michigan coming in 
you hear everyone saying you don't deserve to be here. Why are you in the tournament? You know, you you, you should have been in the play-in game at the at the most. You should have been in the play-in game. Maybe you shouldn't have been in the tournament at all. Now you've got a really motivated Michigan team going into that game against Tennessee, and who knows what could happen? That it's just March Madness is so fun. And the other side of the bra- or the bottom half of that side of the bracket, you've got a pretty intriguing matchup like we talked about a little bit ago: Richmond and Providence going against each other. As uh, you know, Jeff from Columbus just said on his phone call a, little mo- a few moments ago, he's got them. He's got Richmond picked to go uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. And Richmond, listen, they played a really good basketball game today. Iowa was a team that a lot of people as well had as a dark horse, maybe Final Four team. I've seen a couple people uh, having them in the NCAA uh, championship game at, yeah. uh, when it's all said and done. They were a, a team that a lot of people thought really highly of their defense. Yeah. And uh, Richmond took advantage of some of the weaknesses on that Iowa team and got the win today. Yeah, I saw Iowa as a big threat as well, especially with Keegan Murray, one of the nation's leading scorers, but also that three-point shooting that they have around him. I thought they – I I didn't say it was – I didn't think it was going to be a – I thought Iowa was going to just get the job done. Not yeah. that they were going to cruise over Richmond, but they lost. But I thought they had just gotten the job done just enough to move on. But um, Providence-Richmond, that would be an intriguing matchup. You know, um, Providence had a disappointing end of the season. Um, a lot of people I, – I saw, like, at the um, – I know a lot of people that um, had the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State over um, Providence, but yeah. it'll be an interesting matchup. Interesting matchups already setting up across NCAA March Madness. Some more matchups to get to. We'll find out who faces Baylor in the second round between North Carolina and Marquette. We'll also find out who gets to take on Memphis. Is it Gonzaga or will it be Georgia State? They're hanging in there. We'll have an update on how that game is going when we come back. Two hours of sports call are done. I am Brooks Shoulders. That is Luke Flurry, and we'll be back for one more hour after this. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third hour of Sports Call starts right now on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, our app, the Tiger Communications app, available in any where you get your favorite apps, Apple uh, Apple Store, app, app Store, whatever it's called now. I'm too, I'm, uh, do you remember iTunes, the iTunes Store was everything? Yeah, okay. a little bit. I, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't that old, where it's like, you had the, the iTunes was everything, and yeah. now it's a separate, now it's, you've got iTunes, 
and then you've got I guess now it's Apple Music. More. Yeah, you got you've podcasts. Got, and you've got and you've got podcasts and and you've got the App Store. There's so yeah. many different places for Apple products. So so our app is in the App Store. Our podcast is in Apple Podcasts. I don't know. I don't think we have anything in Apple Music. My my unreleased single may be in Apple Music, but I don't think anyone should go looking for that. And then, of course, the Google Play Store, you can get our app if you've got an Android device to go find it there. Also, like I said, listen to the Sports Call podcast. We're there. However you're making us part of your afternoon, we thank you so much for that. I'm Brooks Childress along with Luke Fleury. Starting a third hour of Sports Call today. And boy, is it a third hour. And it is getting kind of hairy up in Portland, Oregon right now. 11 minutes to play in the game. Gonzaga. 59 Georgia State 56 three point ball game it was uh, very much closer than that right before we came on the air Gonzaga scored a few but it is still three point game well now a two point game just updated 59 57 hit a freak Caleb Scott for Georgia State hit a free throw and one 59 oh he had a three and a he went a four point play no no oh no, a two no. point or a, two, a three point play yeah 59 57 Gonzaga leading the Georgia State Panthers two-point basketball game in Portland, Oregon. Meanwhile, the other game's not really close with 14 minutes to play in the game. North Carolina, 70. Marquette, not even close to that many. They're only at 40 right now. So North Carolina, well on their way to punching their ticket to face off with the Baylor Bears in the second round on Saturday. But right now, the big, all eyes on the college basketball world are on Portland, Oregon. It's the number one overall seed, Gonzaga Bulldogs, up 62-57 to 57 right now on the Georgia State Panthers. We'll see how that one turns out as we roll on on a Thursday edition of Sports Call. Like I said, I'm Brooks Childress along with Luke Flurry. Before we go anywhere else, as we start this third hour, let's get to our daily show recap. If you missed anything that's happened today. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy. That escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? In short, madness. March Madness is what we've been talking about today. The first official day, or the first round of the tournament got underway today. Half of the games in the field of 64 played today, the other half tomorrow. Part of that other half is the Auburn Tigers, also the Alabama Crimson Tide, play tomorrow. UAB Blazers play tomorrow as well, some in-state action. All four State of Alabama teams play in the tournament tomorrow afternoon at some point, tomorrow evening at some point. All three of them, or four of them, two of them play each other, Auburn and Jacksonville State, as I said. UAB plays Houston tomorrow. Alabama plays Notre Dame. And then today, we've had a lot of big games going on today. Few minor upsets. Number nine seeded Memphis defeated number eight seeded Boise State 64 53. Then you also had a number 11 seeded Michigan knock off number six seeded Colorado State 75 63. And then, of course, the big upset of the day so far number 12 Richmond knocking off number five seeded Iowa 67 63. Big, big win for the Spiders there. And now we're waiting to see what's happening in Portland, Oregon between Gonzaga and Georgia State as it's been really close all game long so that's basically what we've been talking about we've also had quite a few good phone calls today we've had talk to steve and james and jeff and we'd love to talk to you at 334-887-341 locally toll free one triple eight nine tiger nine myself and luke flurry would love to talk to you if you want to tell us who has busted your bracket already 
We'd love to know that. If you entered the sports call bracket, we thank you for entering that. Uh, you can find that. You can still go look at all the brackets to see what who all we picked. Uh, it's pinned to the top of our Twitter page, at Sports Call AU, if you want to check that out. We are getting you set for Auburn basketball versus Jacksonville State. Auburn baseball as well tonight over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9, takes on the number one team in the country, the Ole Miss Rebels. And it's Auburn baseball team. Looked pretty good to start the year. Faltered in their very first game against Oklahoma and then went on to win quite a few more games. Lost one or dropped one in that series to Yale, one, two out of three. But this past weekend was home against Middle Tennessee State, but a team that Butch Thompson came into last week and said that it was probably the toughest team outside of that Oklahoma series or that the, uh, the, the Texas series that you played three separate Big 12 teams. Uh, this would be the, this one is going to be the toughest series for the Tigers. And it kind of proved to be uh, the, the toughest series. They lost two out of three, had to uh, play a doubleheader on Sunday of that one. Had a few pitchers go down in that in that Saturday or in the, the first game of the Sunday game that Auburn did, in fact, win. But then Auburn could not muster enough offense to win the second game of, of the day on Sunday. Dropped two out of three to Middle Tennessee. And now you get set to face the number one team, Ole Miss Rebels, tonight. I think you look at the, the way that the Auburn has played that so far this year, I think the bats can keep up with them. You look at how the um, Ole Miss has played, and you look how Auburn's played, I think the Auburn bats can keep up with them. The pitching is what's going to be key. That's what's going to be the difference in this weekend's uh, the series here in Auburn. If you're Auburn, I think that you'd love to take two out of three. I think if you get especially one, at home, yeah. especially at home, if you get one from the number one team, I don't think it's horrific. I think it's, you know, obviously you want to win the series, especially when you're at home. But if you get one, if you're this Auburn team, you get one against the number one team in the country, I think that's a, a really, really good st- good spot. You're in a good spot going through the rest of conference play as you get set. I think next weekend they go on the road to Texas A&M. As you get set for that road trip to Texas A&M, if you take one from Ole Miss, I think you, you, feel, good, you feel like you're in a good spot going in the rest of conference play. But if you take two out of three at home this weekend, which is what you would like to do with all your home series – you're sitting in a really, really good spot. Yeah. Um, like you said, um, the Bats um, are going to keep Auburn up with this number one Ole Miss team. And maybe winning one against number one team in the country isn't an awful loss. I mean, at least just getting one game, one win against number one team under your belt will be safe Safe to say that Auburn can play with some people. But um, we'll see how we do in the series, like you said. Winning two out of three would be the would, is what we ideal win the series while we are at home and then um, play A and M in the next series. See how we do there. Ole Miss looking at their schedule so far this year started off the year with a sweep of Charleston Southern, putting up nine runs, eleven runs, and twelve runs in their three games there. Then they went on to put up fifteen runs on Arkansas State, ten runs and fourteen runs in a two game sweep of VCU. Then they went on to sweep ULM, the two-game series there. Dropped one of the of the two, or one of three, on the road at UCF a couple weeks ago to start the month out. Beat Alcorn State. Won two out of three over Oral Roberts uh, last week, this past weekend. Oral Roberts tr- grabbed the last game of that series, eight to four in seven innings. And then this past week, in the midweek, lost to sub- Southeastern Louisiana, five to one. So they're on two, a two-game losing streak coming into this one. But they're still the number one team in the country as they head to Auburn, Alabama this weekend. That's on the SEC Network tonight. After Auburn, they visit 
They visit Memphis for one, then host Memphis. It's kind of a home-and-home day day after day, and then they'll host Tennessee next week, and that's no easy task for the Rebels next weekend in Oxford. But this weekend, their eyes are on Auburn on a two-game losing streak as they lost, like I said, lost to Oral Roberts in the final game on Sunday. It was a doubleheader Sunday, so much like the Auburn Tigers, won game one, lost game two, and then lost in the midweek at Southeastern Louisiana 5-1. to Auburn was supposed to play Kennesaw State in the midweek, but that game got rained out earlier, given rescheduled for later in April. I think, you know, you'd like to play that midweek game to get some of your younger guys worked into uh, some playing roles as you go, you know, go into this weekend. But I think that extra day of rest before you have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, I think that is going to be a, a big factor for Auburn. You're, you're a little bit more rested. Uh, Ole Miss, you're only, you know, you're sitting on a day's rest. You got, you played Tuesday night, lost five, like I said, lost five to one. Had the day off Wednesday. Probably part of that Wednesday day was a travel. They, you, you traveled here to Auburn. Probably got some practice in yesterday evening at Plainsman Park. And now you get set to for three games today. So you're on a day rest. Auburn is on Monday to on a three day rest right now. So I think that that could play in the Auburn the Auburn uh, to Auburn's hands right now. But as we said moments ago, I think taking one of these three games against Ole Miss is going to be. Is going to put you in a good spot going forward in conference play. If you win two out of three, I think you are sitting very, very well. You really, really like what this Auburn baseball team would look like going through the through the early part of conference play. Three, three, four, eight, eight, seven, thirty-four. Locally, toll free one triple eight nine Tiger nine. That broadcast gets started in about thirty minutes over on our sister station FM Talk ninety-three point nine with the leadoff show, the Auburn baseball leadoff show. Brad Law, I believe, is on the call tonight for the Auburn Sports Network. Coming up after this break, more basketball talk, more sports talk, more whatever talk. Who knows what we'll get into after this. You're listening to Sports Call. All of the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We hope you're not getting ready to leave Sports Call, but if you are... You can listen to the Sports Call podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Specifically, if you have an Android phone or device, check us out on the Google Play Store. Right now on the Sports Call Twitter account, at Sports Call AU, we've got a post that has the direct link to our podcast on the Google Play Store. So it's that easy. Just go to the Twitter, click that link. If you're on an Android, it takes you right to our podcast at Google Play Store. So like I said, we hope you're not leaving us, but if you are, that's how you can find the podcast. I'm Brooks Childress along with Luke Flurry. This is where you're taking you through a Thursday edition of Sports Call. 
One day closer to the weekend, tomorrow, we'll have another new episode of Sports Call for you as we will round up what has happened over tonight and tomorrow early in March Madness, specifically what has happened with the Auburn Tigers. They play at 11.40 tomorrow, so this is the last time we are talking to you before Auburn takes on the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State. Taking a check of the March Madness action right now. It was fun while it lasted, folks, but with 7.14 to play in the in the game, Gonzaga starting to flex their muscle a little bit. 72-58, they lead the 16-seeded Georgia State Panthers. Drew Timmy, 28 points on the afternoon. My yeah. goodness, just, just absolutely, you know, you... you it was close, and I don't, you know, I'm I'm not sitting here watching it, so I can't tell you what exactly happened. Luke, are you watching it over there? Um, yeah, it just looks like the uh, Timmy he started off really really slow, and then in the second half, um, started to pick up using his post moves, going to work. Um, they've also drawn a lot of fouls, get some free throws. Pretty sure in the bonus right now, and it looks like they're slipping away. It's a 14 point game. I don't know if Georgia State can really come back, but you never know. It was, like I said, it was fun while it lasted, but 72-58 with 7.14 to play in the game. Gonzaga now leads the number 16-seeded Georgia State Panthers. On the other game of that, uh, in the in the brackets right now, 8.24 to play in the game. Yeah, it's it's still not close, folks. 83-53, to North Carolina continues to dominate Marquette. Braden Manick, 28 points as well, 9 rebounds and 1 assist for the Tar Heels there well on their way to punching their ticket to face the number one seeded Baylor Bears on Saturday. That's going to be a great game, I think. It, it's going to be a really fun game. There's a lot of people that – there. it's a good mix of people that are on Baylor that say – there's some people that say, yeah, they're, they could make the Final Four again. And then yeah. there's another mix of people that said, no, when they run into North Carolina, which a lot of people have picked North Carolina to win this game, when they if they run into North Carolina in the next game, that could be the end of the road for them. I think especially North Carolina towards the end of the season, they've been looking a lot better than they have in the middle and beginning, um, although they didn't make it to the championship game of the conference tournament. But um, still with that win against Duke in Coach K's last game, they looked really good there. Um, looking good right now against Marquette. And I think I think they are capable to beat Baylor 100%. Yeah, it, it, it's like I said, it is a very popular pick for uh, the, to have North Carolina and Baylor matching up in the second round, and then getting North Carolina knockoff. It, it feels like you know if you get that if you do end up getting that matchup, like it, it looks like it's you know trending that way. Uh, it feels like a, an Elite Eight or a Final Four matchup there. Like that feels like yeah. a really big matchup early between those two. Uh, North Carolina, like you said, started off the year a little rocky, didn't know where they were going to go, and but then really turned it on the last part of the year. I think about that first Duke-North Carolina game, that Duke-North Carolina matchup in uh, in Chapel Hill, I think Duke winning that game, I think that kind of flipped a switch. It seemed like yeah. it flipped a switch there. And right after that game, they started to build some momentum, build some momentum, and start to run through a, some of their opponents, hit that, uh, that last game for Coach K and Cameron Indoor, Went in really motivated, want to get one more over on their their most hated rival. Yeah, and then you get into the NC or the ACC tournament. You don't quite make it to the the the, the so conference finals, the semifinals. I'm pretty sure you did get to the semifinals, and it was uh, Virginia Tech that tripped you up too. The ACC so champs, yeah, the, the champs uh, that went on to beat Duke in that ACC tournament, and now you you know they, they're they're a solid team. I think we're starting to see you know we saw them build over the season. 
and it's finally hit it. They've hit their stride here at the very end. Unlucky in the ACC tournament to run into Virginia Tech, much like Auburn was unlucky to run into Texas A&M in, that, in the SEC tournament. But I, I think you've got a really good shot for North Carolina to – uh, if, if they are to, you know, if they seal this one out, which again, it's what 10, 20, 30, 30 point lead right now. Yeah. Um, you've got a really good shot for them to go into that Baylor game and beat a Baylor team that are the defending national champions. Uh, three, three, four, eight, eight, seven, three, four, zero, one locally toll free one, triple eight, nine, tiger nine. Let's look ahead. I haven't, we haven't really talked about this as we continue on. Let's look ahead. Some of the matchups tonight around college basketball. Number 12 seeded New Mexico State taking on number 5 seeded UConn. I think a lot of people were surprised UConn was this high in the brackets yeah. at the number 5 seed. And this has been another uh, popular upset pick is uh, New Mexico State going in and beating UConn. Yeah, it's also one of those another 12-5 matchups that you know occurs every year where the 12 seed somehow wins. We already saw one so far with uh, Richmond over per, um, Iowa. Yeah. Um, also, uh, UConn, I feel like, can easily win this game. Sonogo, um, we've seen him play when Auburn played them in uh, um, Battle for Atlantis. And um, he can, he can, he's one of the best uh, bigs in the country. And um, also, UConn's also a really solid shooting team. So I think UConn will survive. I think it's going to be a really close game, but I think UConn would win that one. And then uh, also... Looking at it, the uh, first SEC game of the evening. We've only had one SEC team play so far today. That was Tennessee. Kentucky takes on St. Peter's. You know, it, 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 that's just a game that you, you kind of look at, and you're like, yeah, Kentucky should probably win that one pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Kentucky, um, you know, I think Kentucky's going to go really, really far. I think, I think they're going to win their region, especially with um, how, you know, they're, fully, they're not fully healthy, but they have – most of their guys back that they've been missing, they have Wheeler, um, Ty Ty, Sheebway, and um, they're playing, who is it, St. Peter's? Yeah. I think Kentucky's going to um, go by that one and move on, take care of business. Interesting game uh, right after that, or starting a little bit after that, about 10 minutes after that, number 12 seeded Indiana, who got really hot at the end of the year, really hot into that Big Ten tournament, and then won a, a, a good game against Wyoming the other night on Tuesday night, they'll take on a number five seeded St. Mary's, who's quietly been a really good basketball yeah, team. Yeah, I like watching St. Mary's. Um, you know, obviously they beat Gonzaga later in the year, um, but I like watching St. Mary's. They're um, the way they're a really good shooting team. Simple as that. Um, playing in the, um, I can't forget what what's that conference, the Gonzaga WCC. Conference. Yes, um, they made it to the championship game against Gonzaga. They put up a close fight. Didn't didn't win. Didn't win. But I still think. They'll take care of business. I also have them, I think, going to the Sweet 16 Interesting. in that region. I know a lot of there's, – there's quite a few people that have got Indiana uh, making it out of this game and uh, continuing to move through the brackets. I yeah. think they would face the winner of UCLA-Akron, who comes up later on in the evening. Yeah. Number nine-seeded Creighton takes on number eight-seeded San Diego State. That's in the Midwest bracket with uh, the same bracket as Auburn's in. Quietly, San Diego State has been a pretty good team this year. They're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I think Creighton – they look pretty good in the Big East tournament. They look pretty good down the stretch in the Big East uh, schedule in their Big East schedule this year. I think that could be a, a potential upset brewing there for Creighton pulling off the win there. And then uh, moving on, another big pick, a big upset pick. A lot of people are looking at is that number thirteen seeded Vanderbilt over number four seeded Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas. Yeah, <laughs> Vanderbilt, Vermont. Thank you, uh, Arkansas. They're they're a fairly decent team. They really are, but. Yeah. 
there, there's just something about this Vermont team that people are starting to, you know, say, oh, they could pull off the win over Eric Musselman's crew. I don't, I don't really believe that because also don't really know that much about Vermont. I haven't really seen too much of Vermont gameplay, but I think Arkansas is going to take care of business. You know, JT Note, I think we'll have a good game tonight and um, advance Arkansas on. I can see Arkansas going really far in that region as well, as they're in the uh, Gonzaga region and Duke's region. Elsewhere in the SE or in the NCAA tournament, after that. Uh, a pretty intriguing matchup between some mid-major teams, number 10-seeded San Francisco and number 7-seeded Murray State. A lot of people really like this Murray one, yeah. State team. I really like the San Francisco team. I don't think I picked San Francisco to upset in this one, but toward the beginning of the year, they were one of the last undefeated teams in the country left at the beginning of the season, and they made a good run in the WCC tournament. They're, uh, I think they're uh, a chance that you could get you know, uh, get out of this game if you're San Francisco with the win. I don't know if you make it past the next game, which will be a potential matchup with Kentucky. But I think that San Francisco, if you were to get, you know, you, you could put up a fight against Kentucky at least. Either of these teams could. And then moving on, Akron and UCLA later on in the evening. Akron winning the MAC tournament. UCLA, team that made it to the Final Four last year, made it to the uh, – no, they, did they make it to the national championship game? Was it Baylor and UCLA, or was it Baylor and Gonzaga? Last Baylor year? and Gonzaga. So, uh, you, a Final Four team last year in UCLA. Off the buzzer, though. It was yeah, that's right. It was it was the buzzer beater that uh, that sent the the the, the Bulldogs of Gonzaga to the national title game. Uh, I think this is it's a I say it's a tough matchup to to look at because I I don't think UCLA has been the same team that they were last year, making this you know magic run through the S, in the NCAA tournament, but. You know, Akron is uh, it's a it's an interesting team. I, it's it's interesting. They they made some noise in the MAC this year, and they've got a chance to pull off an upset tonight. And then the late game tonight, number sixteen seeded Texas Southern takes on Kansas. I don't see you know I say I don't see any any way they could upset. I've obviously, Georgia State gave Gonzaga a run for a little bit. Uh, Norfolk State didn't really give Baylor that much too much worries this afternoon, but. You never know with these 16 and one seeds how long it could go before the one seed starts to put them away, and that's a look at what's coming up tonight across the world of the NCAA tournament. We'll take a break, come back, and we are going to actually wrap up the show, get off the air a little bit early, go enjoy some more college basketball. Right after this, you're listening to Sports Call. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Wrapping up the show a little bit early today. Quick segment here as we end this episode of Sports Call on a Thursday. I'm Brooks Childress along with Luke Flurry. Before we get out of here, we'll get to an nightly TV guide in just a second. But before we do, 
I want to thank everyone for tuning in and calling in. Really appreciate everyone listening across the airwaves and across the Sports Call podcast. Luke, I want to get your thoughts really, really quickly. Just a you know, couple sentences. What do you think happens between Auburn and Jacksonville State tomorrow? I think Auburn's going to show up, take care of business, move on to um, Sunday, play the winner of USC and Miami. I think it's simple as that. Auburn needs to not even play around. Don't even play around with Jacksonville State. Just just get the job done, really. I don't want any of this close game nonsense that we've had in the past, like against Georgia and Missouri and Mississippi State. I don't want no OT or in that. Just show up, do what we're supposed to do, what we're pro- – I don't want to say what we're projected, but just win. That's what, that's what we're supposed to do. Just go and win. Auburn's a 15-and-a-half-point favorite going into the game tomorrow. I agree. I think that Auburn goes into the game tomorrow. I think the ultimately, I think Auburn wins by at, at probably at minimum 10 points. I think Auburn gets close to that 15-point win. I think that they are a much better team than Jacksonville State. I think early in the first half, I think some of the three-point shooting from Jacksonville State is going to be a bit of a problem. I do think Bruce Pearl and the coaching staff do make the adjustments at halftime and turn things uh, around in that second half, but I think 15 and a half points, I think that's a fair assessment. I think they win by about 15 tomorrow morning. Before we get out of here on the show today, let's get to our nightly TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. Nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends over at Coca-Cola. I just had a, uh, a Coke in the, in the uh, studio. Drank an original Coke here while we were on the show. You can hear it in the can there. Not the TV guide tonight. Basketball. That's it. Just basketball. 5.50 on TNT. You've got New Mexico State and UConn. Following that on TNT at about 8.20, Vermont and Arkansas. On CBS tonight at 6.10, St. Peter's, Kentucky. Following that up on at 8.40 is San Francisco, Murray State. 6.20 on TBS is Indiana, St. Mary's. Right after that on TBS is Akron and UCLA. And then on True TV tonight, you got Creighton and San Diego State, followed immediately by Texas Southern and Kansas. That's your basketball on TV tonight. Baseball, as we've said before, Auburn takes on number one Ole Miss on the SEC Network at 6 o'clock. Coverage starts in about 10 minutes over on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9. You can also find Auburn basketball tomorrow after, or tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. The countdown to tip-off gets underway on our sister station, FM Talk 93.9 and that is going to do it for today's episode of sports call luke thank you so much for being here great time i hope you had a great time today we cannot wait to have you on again and i have been brooks childress thank you so much to everyone who tuned in and called in we will see you for a new episode hopefully recapping an auburn ncaa tournament victory tomorrow for Luke Flurry and myself, Brooks Childress, this has been Sports Call on a Thursday. We will see you tomorrow.